Timethegame.com. Here's what you could score. Right now, in the Game Clubhouse, you can score a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou. From game and concert tickets to restaurant gift certificates, you can score big by joining the Game Clubhouse. Go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's breakfast biscuits, just a dollar. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating Wendy's. Offer only applies to bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuits. Limit five qualifying items per transaction and per person per day. Not valid in a combo. Feeling pain at the pump? With gas prices rising and no relief in sight, right now is the perfect time to head to Walker First Turn in Scott to check out the latest Kawasaki motorcycles. Whether you're commuting to work, running errands, or cruising the highway, a Kawasaki makes the journey more enjoyable and now a lot less expensive. Cut your gas expenses now and take the right turn to Walker First Turn, exit 97 in Scott. Kawasaki, let the good times roll. Hi, it's RP3 with The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This year, we've teamed up with our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac for the Eyes on the Road campaign. While cell phone use still remains the highest in distracted driving, there are other distractions to be aware of, such as GPS screens, eating, drinking, reaching down, or turning around. Anything that takes your eyes and even your mind off the road for a second can lead to an accident. Eyes on the Road, Acadiana, from The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Service Chevrolet Cadillac. You think in trailers? Think Tibbs. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed, flatbed, and hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection or a better price than right here. We've got the experts to repair or customize your trailer so it'll be ready for whatever you pull it through. Why would you go anywhere else when you can go to Tibbs Trailers? Now we're talking trailers. Between Scott and Dusan. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. This is Joel Fruget from Acadiana Prescription Shop, inviting you to experience the service and confidence of getting your prescription filled by people who know you and your health care needs. Our service is fast and always friendly. Acadiana Prescription Shop, next to Champagne's in Lafayette's Oil Center. Bearwood Furniture Center carries quality indoor and outdoor furniture that's constructed from solid wood. Do you need furniture now? Bearwood Furniture Center has a large variety of furniture in stock. From our showroom to your home, Bearwood Furniture Center, Exit 7 in Karen Crow or BearwoodFurnitureCenter.com. Let Overhead Door Company of Lafayette improve the appearance, safety, and convenience of your home or business with top quality residential and commercial garage doors. Visit OverheadDoorsLafayette.com or call 837-9226. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
This is KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette, The Game, 1037, KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles, The Game, 1041, Adele. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in here, we gotta go fast now. Texas Takedown. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seaver had RBI singles in the decisive seventh inning as the Texas Rangers defeated the Houston Astros 6-2 Monday night in the opener of a four-game series. The Astros and Rangers face off tonight at Globe Life Park. First pitch is set for 7.05. You can listen to the game on News Talk 98.5. The legal case pending in Las Vegas for New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara has been continued till early August. As attorneys for Kamara and his three co-defendants argued in court Monday morning they need more time to review video evidence regarding the alleged February battery. Jason Taysom scored 29 points while Jalen Brown had 22 as the Boston Celtics completed a four-game sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, becoming the first team to reach the second round of the NBA playoffs with a 116-112 victory Monday night. In other NBA playoff action, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Utah Jazz 102-77 to take a 3-2 series lead. The Toronto Raptors stayed alive in their series against the Philadelphia 76ers with a 103-88 victory. Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker has been officially ruled out for tonight's Game 5 between the Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Memphis Grizzlies star Ja Morant was awarded the 2021-22 NBA Most Improved Player of the Year Award. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Here's your weather update. Feeling more comfortable here this Tuesday morning with some slightly cooler temperatures in the mid-60s. We will start the day with a lot of clouds, a stray shower or two by the afternoon. Skies will slowly be clearing, and we will see some cool and a bit breezy conditions out there with temperatures going into the mid-70s. From the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3.
Alvin Kamara's case gets pushed down the road. Is that a good thing for the Saints? Or could that hurt their playoff chances? We'll discuss that and so much more on today's edition of RP3 and Company. Good morning. I'm your host, the big, bald, and beautiful one, Raymond Parch Third. Of course, I'm joined inside the studios by the producer extraordinaire, Miss Hannah. Five names. You seem refreshed today. You don't seem to be as sluggish that you're recovering from your great train jumping baseball extravaganza slash fiance lost in the furniture store <laughs> journey that you had over the weekend. Uh, which which I'm a little tired just describing. So I can only imagine <laughs> just how really tired you were. I am a little refreshed. Um, we did not win any points last night, which... Oh, wow. Um, wow. I, one of the guys that we were going against was uh, had a tan- chance for a 300 last night. So I was like, hey, if I lose to you, I'm perfectly fine. They are the number one team. So, um, yeah. We were trying to serve them at least one loss. Because they only have one right now. So you we so you have the ability to get four points yes. on any league night, and you got none, is what you're telling me. Yes. So where do you stand now in the standings? Uh, after after getting, let's be honest, a little manhandled by the number one team in the league. Because you were see. climbing. You were climbing. You we were, were climbing. You were ascending in the standings, trying to make that playoff push or the roll-off push, as they like to say in bowling circles. <laughs> We're now down to 24th. <laughs> How many more weeks you got left in, in league play? 30. Oh, that's it. It's only, yeah, yeah. So let, can we go ahead and just come to terms with not making the roll-off? No, we are not. We even had, I actually uh, almost took a nap at bowling last night. <laughs> Because well, that could explain why you lost. <laughs> See, we got into we hit the went through the first frame on both sides, and uh, the sweeper, you know, the, the thing that sweeps all the pins away that you t- you knocked down the first time. Um, yeah, that stopped and it just got stuck, and we were sitting there for about twenty minutes waiting for it to come back. They put a whole new motor in. I was like. Great, I love this. I'll have to wake up tomorrow at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. It's fine. I did it again the second time and a third time. Second time I scared it. I was just trying to, you know, just look tough and then go at it at it and um I was just trying to be like joking with it and then it actually came back up. But the other times it, it didn't work. First of all, that's adorable that you believe that you your gurring made that uh do that. That's that's <laughs> Hey, but, dude, it did it. As soon as I did it, it was like, oh, and it slowly came up. I was like, see, I did that. See? Anybody yes, smile? yes. That, that, that's what we call an omen. <laughs> With that happening, that, that would have been the telltale sign of going, oh, that's that's, mm, that's not working. Mm, no, that's that's a bad sign. Yeah. That's a bad sign. So what you just need to have now, your mindset be, just keep trying to get better. Yes. Only got three weeks left in league play. You just keep trying to get better. Yes. Lay the foundation. Make this a foundation season for next year. That is a plan, even though the one teammate we have that she's leaving, we're getting a new teammate next year. <laughs> hey, 
NFL teams do this. College teams do this. Hey, you know what? Raging Cajuns had guys that that leave for graduation or leave for the transfer portal. That's what's happening to you. Does that mean that you're going to stop getting better? Does that mean that you're going to stop improving? Does that mean that you're going to stop trying to achieve your ultimate goal of being a champion? No. No, 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 no. Let's go, five names. Let's go. If we had the season, Kenneth will do his little other league during the summer. I'll change a little relax, get some little warm-ups in, and be back for next season. There we go. That's the mindset you got to have. Ah, there it is. Championship mindset with the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. We do have a great show lined up for you today. State softball tournament is this week. Select games, semifinals, and championship games will be held in Broussard. We have some area teams around here in Acadiana that are taking part in that. Opelousas Catholic, St. Thomas More, Notre Dame, Northside Christian, just to name a few. We also have schools on the public side of things that are going to the traditional site in Sulphur, Frash Park, where it was home for the Fast Pitch 56 for many years. That includes Eunice, Port Berry, and Bo Shan, longtime skipper of the Gators softball program. Thad Dickey will join us today to talk about his team's season. They're a six seed. Yet they're two wins away from winning a state championship. So always he always has them in the mix, always has them competing for state championships and state semifinal appearances. Jarrett Rozier will join us, our recruiting analyst go-to guy. Lots of buzz. It was a big weekend. Lots of recruits came to LSU for the spring game. Trey Holly among those that came. Jarrett will give us the latest updates if any of those young men got closer to announcing where they're going to and if they're going to be going to Baton Rouge. And, of course, Pelicans game five tonight at the Suns. We'll get a preview of that with our guy, Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. So those are our three guests that we got lined up today. Of course, we'll take your phone calls as always. Game hotline is open, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. And we'll touch on some baseball as well. Another day, another loss for the Houston Astros. Not the way to start off a four-game series at the Texas Rangers. And we'll hear from Coach Matt Dix. He talked to the media yesterday. His team was on quite a roll. They got a big road trip in front of them this weekend. But we're going to start off with the Alvin Kamara news. Go back. He's at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. He and a couple of his associates, a couple of his friends, gets in trouble Severe trouble for an alleged assault. They even arrest him there at the stadium, if you remember, and he's facing severe charges. And we've been talking about how we anticipate him being suspended by the NFL because, well, we know what the NFL does. It doesn't even matter if you lose your case in an actual courtroom or if charges are dropped or reduced. They have their policy that they will simply punish you for. 
So we've been anticipating this for a little while. Well, yesterday, he was supposed to have his first hearing, if you will. And it instead got rescheduled. So this is the latest update from Amy Just of The Advocate, who covers the New Orleans Saints. The legal case pending in Vegas for Saints running back Alvin Kamara has been continued until early August. The attorneys for Kamara and the three co-defendants argued in court on Monday morning that they, in fact, need more time to review the video evidence regarding the alleged February battery. And they were granted this. So the attorneys asked that they needed more time to look over the video evidence. And the court granted it. Uh, Kamara's defense attorney, one of his defense attorneys, Richard Schoenfield, said in a court that said in court that their legal team received additional discovery materials late last week, which includes video evidence and interview transcripts, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal. If you remember the four men alleged to have been involved in the incident, Kamara, former Chiefs defensive back Chris Lehmans, Darren Young, and Percy Harris were not present for Monday's appearance and were instead represented by their counsel. That was according to local news reports. All four of the defendants are facing the same two charges, one count of battery resulting in substantial bodily harm and one count of conspiracy to commit battery. The former is a felony in the state of Nevada, while the latter is a gross misdemeanor. So, and look, at this point, the NFL has not issued any discipline for Kamara or to layman's. That's not surprising. They usually wait till something happens in the courtroom. And you remember this was the incident that happened at the Las Vegas nightclub in the early hours of February 5th when the four men were allegedly to have stomped on the victim approximately 23 times and punched him nine times. He suffered a fractured bone in his eye socket as well. And Kamara allegedly punched the victim eight times, based on reports. It's a serious legal situation. So it needs to be treated as such. Evidence was presented fairly quickly by the police. Look, when you're in Vegas, if you've ever been to Vegas, I have. The police departments out there do not play around. They can't. Because they're constantly on point out there with these type of things. Because they're constantly being flooded by people who want to come there and treat their city like it's, you know, like it's just the wild, wild west. Obviously, Kamara will have his day in court. Will this go to trial? I have no idea. I'm not a legal expert. Usually, these things result in some type of plea deal where the accused takes a reduced charge. There's community service involved, limited jail time, if any jail jail time at all, right? This is what typically happens, especially with high-profile cases involving athletes or entertainers. The part that impacts the Saints, though, is this. 
It's now been pushed, the hearing's been pushed to August. On one hand, that's good for the Saints because that means, okay, off-season workouts, training camp for the most part, Alvin will be there. And if the hearing's not until August now, there's a very good chance because the NFL is a little slow to dole out punishment on these things. Remember Deontay Harris slash Hardy last year? He changed his name. Some people are still confused, so that's why I say Harris slash Hardy. That it'll take a few months for the NFL to come down and say, hey, you've been punished for this. Let's yeah. say Kamara pleads down. It's simple misdemeanor. He faces no jail time. He has to do some community service, whatever it might be, and that's the decision by the court. Because once again, the next hearing's not until August. August. <laughs> a trial date has not been set. So that may not happen until during the middle of the season or after the season. There, there's right. no telling. I had Deontay on my fantasy football team, so I watched him go to suspension for the three weeks. I was like, cool. Yes. So this typically means now that the Saints are going to have Kamara for early part of the season, majority of the season. But... The flip side of that coin is what happens if the trial is set for, say, October? Now you're having your star running back having to divvy up time between preparing for that week's opponent and having to go back to Vegas for a court hearing proceedings. Right. He may have to miss games because of, court. of having to be in court. It could be key games. So th th there's good to bad here if you're the Saints. Good that the hearing gets pushed to August, which means more than likely a trial date would not be set until maybe after the end of the season. I could definitely see that. Or they could plea it out before even having to go to trial. Right? There, there's a, a litany of different things that could happen. O on one hand, this could be a good thing from the Saints' perspective that, oh, we get to have Alvin Kamara and we don't have to worry about him being suspended because nothing will be done with the actual legal case that will force the NFL to suspend him. Great. But right. on the same hand, it could come later in the season when you're trying to make a playoff push or win a division title or, unfortunately, what if he has to miss time in the playoffs? So, on one hand, this could be good for the Saints. On the other hand, this could be bad for the Saints because you're dealing with him having to possibly be in court or possibly being suspended by the NFL. Roger Goodell could decide if the case is decided, say, in October, and he pleads down, no jail time, and you're all thinking, hey, that's great. AK's not having to serve jail time. Well, then Roger Goodell could wait until November. Hell, he could wait until Thanksgiving and go, yeah, oh, by the way, you're suspended for four games. Right. And that just so happens to be the last. It's just basically a waiting game for the Saints. Correct. Which kind of sucks because, like, you got to. You would think by now, with it being having this come up already, that he was to have court yesterday and it was being postponed, that they would at least have some knowledge. Okay, if something happens, this is our contingency plan of who would be in. But like, I haven't seen reports anywhere. I've seen reports, but I haven't seen reports of who they would have as, like, a backup for him that I think would actually well, at least try to be what he is. Well, for, first of all, you're not going to replace Kamara's production. There, there. He's a unique running back in that in that regard, where he is a dual guy. He can run and he can catch. So you're not going to replace that production. 
Mark Ingram's on the back end of his career. Tony Jones Jr. was a bust. You know, I know they brought back special team star Dwayne Washington, but running back is a need for this team. And it was yeah. a need even before Kamara got in trouble for the alleged assault in Las Vegas during the Pro Bowl. So that leads us to our poll question of the day. Because of the legal issues, that kind of highlights, kind of heightens what the Saints could do or what they should do. So we asked you, when should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft? They could use a reliable backup, even with Mark Ingram and Tony Jones Jr. When should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft? 38% of you say rounds three to four would be the perfect time to target a running back. 31% of you say rounds five through seven. Get one on the third day of the draft. 16% of you say they shouldn't. Y'all have faith in Tony Jones Jr., apparently. And 15% of you say rounds one through two. So that's our poll question of the day. Darren on Twitter has already chimed in. Second round, if they don't get one of those good backs when they are available, they will miss out and they need to replace AK before it's too late. Like when they drafted Deuce, Ricky picked up Thomas. When they had Bush, AK Ingram and AP go after either Hall, Walker, or Robinson. I've seen a lot of mock drafts where they've talked about Robinson out of Alabama, a guy they could take in the fourth round or the third round. We want to hear from you. Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming. Poll question of the day, when should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft, which will be later this week? Got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll talk a little Houston Astros baseball. Not a great way to start a road trip in Arlington. We'll break it down for you. That's next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. supply the sports the buffalo wings are up to you tell me what wingy this is the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station and now here is a look at traffic after yesterday's sloppy start to the work week, we have a much more pleasant morning today. And it's still early, traffic is still light, and all clear. Report accidents by calling the traffic hotline, 337-706-0119. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is your home for the Houston Astros. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and the rest of the Astros are looking to get back to the World Series. You can listen at every pitch, hit, and thrilling victory as Robert Ford and Steve Sparks will be on the call. Tune in all season long for Astros baseball right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Take the worry out of your next pre-owned vehicle purchase when you buy from Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Choose from hundreds of high-quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Nearly every make and model. Many look and drive like brand new, but for a fraction of the new car price. And you can shop 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, online at servicegm.com. Plus, Service Chevrolet Cadillac has an outstanding selection of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles. These vehicles go through a thorough 
reconditioning process and must pass a rigorous 172-point inspection to qualify as certified. So take the worry out of your next pre-owned vehicle and buy with confidence from Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer six years in a row. Our family serving your family since 1972. Service Chevrolet Cadillac, your super Chevy dealer. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey near I-10. Stop by or log on at servicegm.com. Chevy, find new roads. Claims based on current GM data. The Bike Across La Louisiane Cycling Tour rolls out May 3rd. Come bike the boot with the team at Trail. It starts after Festival International, then over the Atchafalaya Basin, cruise atop the Mississippi River Levee, and end up at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Add a few days and loop back to Baton Rouge by the North Shore. Be part of the fun at latrail.org. Register for running, cycling, paddling, and volunteering events. latrail.org. Bike Across La Louisiane. It's a ball. May 3rd to the 6th or 8th. Let's roll. Do you want to save on your utility bill this summer? Here are a few air conditioning tips to keep you and your family comfy for less this summer. Brought to you by the original Broussard Air Conditioning and Heating, keeping Acadiana comfortable for more than 30 years. Upgrade to a programmable thermostat that allows you to raise and lower the temperature on a preset schedule. Cooling an empty house wastes money and energy. Don't set your thermostat too low. Find a temperature that everyone's comfortable with and set it. Remember, you can save about 3% off your AC bill with every degree you raise the temperature. Install ceiling fans or place fans throughout your house. Fans will circulate the air, making you feel more comfortable at higher thermostat settings. Always have your unit cleaned and serviced twice a year by a professional. Call the cool guys at the original Broussard Air Conditioning and Heating today and rest in comfort tonight. 337-837-9517. RP3 is known across Acadiana as a master of the English language. You look at all the guys that they got. Clinton Anukoraru, Oof. And I don't know how to pronounce this young man's name. TJ Falola. More like a master of broken English, that is. They also added an inside linebacker, Casey Wasawi. These names are killing me, man. I even practiced <laughs> last night. Me fail English? That's impossible. Now back to that silky smooth delivery of RP3 and Company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Let's talk a little Houston Astros baseball, shall we? It's not been the most optimal start to the season for the Strohs, has it? No, 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 no. Two games below 500 now on the season after last night's loss. And you thought, hey, what's better for the, the Strohs to get back on track than to play the Texas Rangers, the worst team in their division? a team that spent a slew of money in the offseason only to have injuries kind of derail things, and they've started off even worse than the Astros. 
They're a division rival, even though there hasn't been a lot of juice to the rivalry because when the Astros have been good the last seven years or so, the Rangers have been awful. And then when the Rangers were good going to World Series, the Astros were awful. So the rivalry really hasn't had the juice, but still, it's a good team to kind of get back on track against, especially with the way the Astros were able to win in dramatic fashion on Sunday. To avoid being swept by Toronto, you felt like they were going to have some momentum, right? They were going to roll up into Arlington. They're into Globe Life Park and say, here we are. Time to get a win. Time to keep it rolling. And instead, what they did was they lost 6-2. to Woof. And they were in this game for the first six innings. They're actually leading this game for the first six innings. Held a 2-1 lead. Then came the seventh inning. Two runs in the bottom of the seventh by the Rangers. Then three runs in the bottom of the eighth. Of course, the loss gets put on Maiden, who was, how do I say this? Not good. Framber actually pitched well after having two poor, just piss-poor starts. Framber Valdez pitched very well last night. Gave you six strong innings, only four hits, one run. It wasn't even earned. Struck out five, only walked two. He pitched well. He pitched good. Then you handed it over to the bullpen. They did not pitch well. Maiden only last a third of an inning. He gave up three hits, two runs, both of them earned. He pitched a third of an inning. He gets tagged with the loss, but it's not as if the rest of the bullpen did any better. Stanek came in, finished out the seventh, gave up a hit pretty well. Then they decide to go to Munichki and two more runs on two-thirds innings of work. Woof-tastic. Bullpen let the Astros down last night in a big way. Yes, you would like to see them get more runs. That would have been great. But you got Jordan Alvarez out there hitting home runs. The big fella. He's a big boy. Home run. Tucker's getting you hits, bringing in runs. But man, you lead the game and then you blow it late. Bullpen has a meltdown. 6-2. Strohs are now 7-9 on the season. They'll get back to action tonight. It's still early. I know. But if you're an Astros fan, you were really hoping with Framer pitching well that that would be a W. Because he hadn't pitched well the last two his last two outings. Instead, he pitches well and then the bullpen has a meltdown. <laughs> I'm sure it will not be a glorious morning from 9 to 11 today. No, no, it will not. We are one step closer to the, the, the NFL draft, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. will still not be a glorious morning. But, I no, mean, no. what they did last night is exactly what they did on Saturday. Correct. Had a 2-1 lead, perfect. Like, oh, you got this. And then it evaporates yeah. in a heartbeat. So, still early in the season, right? Just, uh, you know, give that 
fr friendly reminder yet again, because I've been doing this a lot because Astro fans are what I like to call slightly frustrated these days. And I get it. I understand. But just remember this. Astros record heading into last night's game was 7-8 and eight through the first 15 games to start the season. In 2021, the Astros were 7-8 and eight after 15 games. And more importantly, were 7-9 and nine after 16 games. They went on to play in the World Series last year, in case you had forgotten. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, they're 7-9. and nine. Yes, it sucks to lose to the Rangers. Yes, they have some things they need to, to, to figure out. But last year, they started off 7-9 and nine as well, and they ended up going to the World Series. So, and it, just it, saying. And at least when I was watching the like top 100 plays for the MLB for the 2021 season, at least 10 of theirs was about the Astros. Unlike my Mariners that were in three, and it took – actually in four, and it took the fourth one for them to finally get the home run and then not be caught right at the uh, the edge. And I was like, great. Hey, that was last year. Why are you living in the past four? Your Seattle I mean, Mariners I am, are number one. I am trying to live on the Your, your Seattle year. Mariners, I do believe, are 10 and six. They are. Uh, they're, they're atop the standings in the AL West right now by boom, a half boom. game over the Los Angeles Angels. Boom, boom. Eight and two in their last ten. I can only imagine what they're going to do once you start rocking your custom jersey shirt, posting that on social media. They'll be inspired. They'll get fired up. Boom. Even go even Comes get better. Comes in on Wednesday. Comes in tomorrow. We'll say tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. We got to take a timeout. <laughs> when we return. Yeah, well, well, we'll see about that. When we return here on RP3 and Company. Big night last night in the NBA. We'll get to that. A team that was allegedly a title contender. I can't, I was told in the preseason that this team was going to just run things. Bound for the Larry O'Brien trophy. Well, they got swept in the first round of the playoffs. Nets, enjoy your offseason yet again. You can go hang out with the Lakers, who did make the playoffs as well. We'll talk about the night in NBA action that's coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We know you're listening because if you weren't, you wouldn't have heard this little message. But you did, didn't you? Southern Cotton Blooms, Acadiana's premier locally owned online children's boutique, is having a pop-up shopping event on Saturday, April 30th during Festival International. Shop the latest children's apparel from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come browse new seasonal arrivals with special festival pricing, smocked outfits for boys and girls, monogramming, bows, toys and accessories, and more. Shop local. Shop Southern Cotton Blooms. Let your littles bloom. See you at the festival at 520 Jefferson Street in downtown. Raider Solutions and Louisiana Raging Cajuns present Downtown Rising featuring Cold War Kids. Saturday, June 4th at Park International. 
Ross, Andy Frasco, and the UN, Julian Primo, Clay Carmier, the debtors, and lots of DJs spinning music all day. Gates open at 1 p.m. Early bird tickets available at socialentertainment.net. Solutions and Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns present Downtown Rising featuring Cold War Kids, June 4th. Brought to you by Social Entertainment and 106.3 Radio Lafayette. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. This is Joel Fruget from Acadiana Prescription Shop, inviting you to experience the service and confidence of getting your prescription filled by people who know you and your health care needs. Our service is fast and always friendly. Acadiana Prescription Shop, next to Champagne's in Lafayette's Oil Center. Bearwood Furniture Center carries quality indoor and outdoor furniture that's constructed from solid wood. Do you need furniture now? Bearwood Furniture Center has a large variety of furniture in stock. From our showroom to your home, Bearwood Furniture Center, Exit 7 in Karen Crow or BearwoodFurnitureCenter.com. Let Overhead Door Company of Lafayette improve the appearance, safety, and convenience of your home or business with top-quality residential and commercial garage doors. Visit OverheadDoorsLafayette.com or call 837-9226. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. Research suggests that sports talk stations need to target millennials more. So here it goes. Did you know that the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is the most lit sports talk station and that our local hosts are on fleek? Look, we may not know how to properly use a hashtag. It's still a pound sign to us. But we do know about sports talk. Whether young or old, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, is your home for great sports talk. Do you think RP3 is the only nickname Ray has? Think again. There was Little Vainant. There was Little Foot, Little Bubba. There was LD, which stood for Little Dufo. There was Ray Dog. There was Ray Diggity Dog. There was Fish. There was Fish Face. There was RP3. There was even Ramundo from El Segundo. Back to the host with more nicknames than he knows what to do with. RP3, right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens and bathrooms, though. They can also take your outdoor living space and man cave areas to another level. Look, you love entertaining in the fall for football season, right? Whether you're cheering on the LSU Tigers or Raging Cajuns or McNeese or Saints, it does not matter. You love to entertain. Why not entertain in style? My friends over at Lafayette Marble and Granite can help you with that. Visit their website, lmgelite.com, to learn more about all the sensational services and the great products that they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. So once again, you want to take that man cave outdoor living space to another level? Want to be the envy of your neighborhood? Go visit 
Lafayette Marble and Granite. Their website, once again, is lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com. Or simply stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford. Lafayette Marble and Granite, they're looking to earn your business. And trust me, earn it, they will. NBA playoffs in full effect. And we're going to start off with the big story of the night. The Brooklyn Nets were actually favored by the Vegas odds makers to win the series against the Boston Celtics. Now, that's because they had two top 10 players on their roster. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Now, the expectations, just like they were last year, did not happen for Brooklyn yet again. This experiment with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they had James Harden there. That didn't work. They had to trade him. They traded for Ben Simmons. Then Ben Simmons is having some type of back issue still in recovery, or he doesn't want to play. I'm not for sure what's going on there. But it didn't work. And the Nets lost last night 116-112 to and were swept out of the playoffs in the first round. Preseason predictions were Los Angeles Lakers versus Brooklyn Nets for your NBA championship. How'd that work out? LeBron and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets were swept out of the first round by the Boston Celtics. And this is not a knock on the Celtics because the Celtics turned things around during the season. They finished strong and they are a well-oiled machine. They are a team. They play team basketball. It's not hero ball. It's not iso ball. It's team basketball. All the components that they have. And trust me, they had a little extra motivation against Brooklyn based on what happened last year with them stepping on the leprechaun on the court and the fact that there's bad blood between Kyrie and the organization and some of the guys on the team. Because Kyrie, of course, played for Boston. Didn't play well for Boston, but he played for Boston. And the Celtics are moving on. And now they get essentially a week's worth of rest now because they sent the Nets home packing in convincing fashion. Jason Tatum, I don't believe he's a top 10 player yet. But man, he's getting close. He's really getting close. You're seeing his ascension as we speak. As we speak. 29 points, 9 of 16 from the field last night, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. And he's just, he's he's getting close to being an elite player. I've said he's a very good player, but man, he's getting really, really close to being an absolute top 10 player in this, in this league. But the Celtics, it's just not one guy with them. It's just not Tatum. And that's the thing that makes them so good, and they're they're just so balanced. Yeah, Tatum got 29 last night, but they had Marcus Smart with 20 and Jalen Brown with 22. They had three guys with 20-plus points in this game. And then they got Williams to give them 14 off the bench. So, and Horford got them 13 as a starter. They're just so well-balanced. Look, KD scored 39 points. But he had to take 31 shots. 13 of 31, 3 of 11 from three-point range. And the Nets are going to have some serious questions to ask themselves this offseason because we're in this now for a couple years, and part of it's been injury, and part of it's been COVID-related. 
<clears throat> but now they got Ben Simmons under contract for a couple years. Is he going to play next year? Maybe. Is that going to work? Is Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant going to work? You look at their roster, it's not great. It's a lot. It's a very similar to what the Lakers did. They said, hey, we got a couple of studs, and we'll just sprinkle in a bunch of dudes. And sometimes that works. Sometimes that works. But it's becoming becoming abundantly clear that you need to have talented guys more than just two. You, you can have two stars. That's great. You can have two superstars, two top ten players. Both the Lakers and the Nets, you could argue, have two top ten players. And neither one of them is in the playoffs on April 26. You need other guys. You need other guys. And when you invest so much money on just the stars and you don't use money and you build your roster the right way, this is what happens. Because the Nets are at home. And once again, not taking anything away from Boston. Credit to them. Because... They came in laser focus, even though the bet the betting odds were against them to win this series. They went out there and swept Brooklyn right out of town. And that's the other thing about Brooklyn. You get physical with them, they can't play. They can't play. They're not built that way. They're not built to take kind of a rough game in Boston. That's the type of defense they played all four games where they were more the, the more physical team. And Brooklyn just couldn't handle it. Another action last night in the association. Let's let's give it up to the Toronto Raptors. Because the Raptors looked like they were dead in the water. Down three games to nothing. On the verge of elimination. And they're a well-coached team. Remember, they won the world championship just a few years ago when Kawhi Leonard was on the roster. They won big last night, 103-88 to over Philadelphia, and now they've won two straight games, and they're forcing a game six. A series that looked like it was going to be a sweep is now headed to game number six. Siakam, another big game from him for Toronto, 23 points, but they had four players scoring double figures as starters, a fifth one off the bench. Team effort. Joel Embiid had an off night, 7-15 shooting, Zero from four from three-point range. Played 40 minutes, only scored 20 points. Off night for the 76ers. Toronto saves off elimination. They force a game six. I still like the 76ers to win this series. But credit Toronto. They're a well-coached team. They got a bunch of guys. Toronto has a bunch of guys on their roster that the Lakers and the Nets could really use. Not stars, but they have a bunch of hardworking glue guys out there that will hustle and work their tails off. You need a lot of those guys on a team in the NBA if you want to be a championship contender. You need a lot of unselfish, team-first grinders that when they get the opportunity, they make plays. Lakers, Nets don't have that. Toronto has that. They just don't have the stars. And the Dallas Mavericks came back after losing the other game. 
They now take a 3-2 series lead in their Western Conference matchup with the Utah Jazz as they crushed the Jazz last night, 102-77. Donovan Mitchell is going to get an MRI. He only had nine points last night. He's got an injury that's going to probably hobble him. He was off last night anyway, 4 of 15 from the field. And credit the Mavericks. Luka went off. Double-double for him, 33 points, 13 rebounds. Brunson chipped in 24 as well. As Dallas now with Luka back in the fold, healthy, or healthier, rather. They're one win away from advancing in the Western Conference playoffs. Then, of course, there is tonight. You already know who's playing tonight. New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker has been officially ruled out for this game. We already somewhat expected that, but that happened yesterday where he was officially ruled out of tonight's Game 5 back in Phoenix. I expect an intense game. I really do. I expect a a very intense game tonight. The lineup is not great for tonight's action. Hawks are one win away from being eliminated against the Heat. I expect the Heat to close that out tonight. That's the first game up. Minnesota versus Memphis. In Memphis. That's a little bit interesting because that series is tied 2-2. I think that has surprised a lot of folks. Timberwolves have really played up to their competition. Once again, Memphis is dealing with having to be a higher seed. Something they're not familiar with. That's an intriguing game. But that Pelicans-Suns game tonight, that's your late game, 9 p.m. Ooh, will I be staying up for that? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. That should be intense. I expect, I fully expect the Suns to come out very intense with the home crowd trying to take that game because they know how dangerous this Pelicans team is. Let's quickly head out to the hotline. Welcome on Darren to the show. Darren, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Yes, good morning. Uh, I want to get straight to the NBA talks. Uh, I think there's a new wave of NBA players coming through and everybody don't really see it. Uh, the, the, The years of LeBron and KD and Westbrook and all those guys is slowly ending. And the years of John Morant and Devin Booker and those guys and Giannis and like the Joker and Embiid, they're starting to take over. You're not going to see any championships from KD and those guys anymore. There's a new wave of NBA players coming through, and there's a new style of play coming through. So that you're going to see some new faces of the NBA. So people can stop saying. I mean, I'm not going to say that KD and LeBron is. Top ten is not top ten players, but you're going to see a new wave of NBA players coming through right now. So, I mean, when you're ranking these teams now, you can start putting like the 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 Grizzlies up there, the Suns up there. You better watch out for the Heat. You better watch out for yeah. the Bucks. You better watch out for the Celtics. I mean, they they got new new teams out it here. It feels now, like so. Darren. It feels like a changing of the guard a little bit this postseason, doesn't it? It, it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it been like that for a few years now, but people better open their eyes. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate the phone call, brother. Enjoy your day, my friend. All right. You have a good one. 
I, I, I kind of, it, it kind of feels that way. You know, LeBron's in the twilight of his career. KD, I don't know. I mean, it feels like things aren't working out in Brooklyn. Could Durant still get a championship? Yes. I don't know if it's going to be with the Nets, but it does feel like you got this. This just the, the young guns are coming up. John Morant and Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid. You got this generation that's kind of pushing their way up, and they're kind of taking over now. And you definitely feel like you're seeing that happen right in front of our eyes. Got to take a timeout. Good phone call by Darren. If you want to get your phone calls in, give us a call. Hotline's open, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You listen to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. This is Raging Cajun legend Jake DeLome, and you're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Pelican Park in Karen Crow is the place to be every Wednesday night. It's the Mecrity Show, a free outdoor concert beyond the ballpark. Taking the stage this Wednesday is Country Roundup, featuring Kid Sonye, Tammy Lynn, Richard Como, Mark Bear, Shaylin Thibodeau, and Karen Crow native Tony Bruce. Get ready to hear real country music. The show starts at 6, and as always, it's free to attend. That's the Country Roundup at the Mecrity Show. Come out for a bonton every Wednesday night at Pelican Park. No ice chest, please. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code KevinF200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any major league baseball game and either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today with the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Louisiana only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets are site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Samstown Shreveport Casino. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, it's Raymond Parts III. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call QC Kinetics now. 337-243-4222. That's 337-243. Four three forty two twenty two. 
Oh, the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard Seafood Patio is some of the best boiled crawfish, but also serves up delicious boiled shrimp and crabs. They got fried and grilled seafood as well. Burgers, steaks, po' boys. Oh, and they even have a seafood buffet. Go sign up right now for the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio. That's a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio, but you can only win that by becoming a member of our clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today. It's free to do so. Let's check in on the poll question of the day. We ask you, when should the Saints target a running back in this year's NFL draft? 59% of you say rounds three to four. Remember, that's where they took Alvin Kamara. 26% of you say rounds five or seven. 8% of you say they shouldn't. 7% of you say rounds one or two. Let's get to some comments. JPK, the OD, says Brian Robinson Jr. would be a good fit in the sixth or seventh round. Saints are masters at finding diamonds in the rough in the late rounds. Yes, and they also always do a very good job of finding running backs late or finding a guy that goes undrafted. They have a long-standing history, especially under Mickey Loomis, of doing that. Steve, our buddy, Salty Steve, AK will get suspended, but he has a two-fight UFC deal to recoup the money he will lose during the interim. <laughs> Laporte and Earls have their work cut out for them, but their next commercial should say, we got AK off, we could also win for you. <laughs> That's a quality tweet. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. Todd on Twitter says, priority, Saints need O-line and wide receiver. However, knowing the Saints, they'll draft QB, 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 safety, QB, running back, QB, QB. Well, that's a good comment, too. Joe says, third day or undrafted free agent. Tony Jones Jr. is not a bust. He got hurt. Joe, when he came back, he was awful. When he came back, he was not good. Have you not listened to Kevin Foote's show, whenever he says the name? He got injured, Tony but Jones. when he had the opportunity to play one healthy, he was not good. He was not ready for the moment. Now, am I ready to give up on Tony Jones Jr.? No. But he's going to have to step his game up, and the Saints apparently aren't thrilled either. And once again, new head coach. New head coach. Yeah. Sean Payne may have loved Tony Jones Jr., Dennis Allen may not love him. So, Tony better step his game up. Any more than 100 uh, yards a game. When you're having to go more out and get Mark Ingram. Catch. Yeah, you got, <laughs> yeah you, got, you got issues. You got issues. Tony better step his game up. Tony Jones. Oh, we got that's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two coming up right here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 2022 is the year of soccer on Telemundo Lafayette. Soccer fans watch free over the air on channel 50.3 and on Cox channels 10 and 1019. Enjoy the sensational action of Chivas and Premier League games. Also this year, Telemundo Lafayette is home to the FIFA World Cup. From qualifiers to the draw to the finals, it's World Cup excitement all year long on Telemundo Lafayette. Check your local listings for days and times. All things soccer only on Telemundo Lafayette. 
This is your auto body repair tip from DSA Collision Center. We all know that in South Louisiana, between bad traffic, the wildlife, especially love bugs, and the weather, things out of control can happen. It can affect the body of your vehicle or the paint, as we all know. At DSA Collision, we can take care of one of your most important assets. DSA Collision works with all insurance providers, and DSA offers delivery and pickup from a dealer, a rental company, or your home. Trust the Quality Collision Center to protect your bottom line. At DSA Collision, we strive for excellence and use only quality parts and procedures. Tell your insurance company that you want DSA Collision doing your repairs. This Auto Body Expert Minute has been brought to you by DSA Collision Center, located at the intersection of South Park and Highway 90 East in Broussard. Call DSA Collision Center at 337-445-3190 or visit them at dsacollision.com for more information. Again, that's dsacollision.com, where quality and peace of mind or no accident. Mother's Day is coming, and one thing is certain. You're going to need a gift. A. Brian's Jewelers has what you need to make mom feel gorgeous and special, and that's a personalized gift. Show mom just how special she is with a personalized gift that will last a lifetime. Right now, you'll be entered to win a pamper package for your mom, valued at more than $750. A. Brian's Jewelers, 4901 Johnston, or visit abryans.com. Jewelry for every occasion, especially for Mother's Day. We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. This is KLWB, Karen Grove, Lafayette, The Game, 1037, KLCJ-FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles, The Game, 1041, a Delta media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in, we gotta go fast now. Texas Takedown. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seaver had RBI singles in the decisive seventh inning as the Texas Rangers defeated the Houston Astros 6-2 Monday night in the opener of a four-game series. The Astros and Rangers face off tonight at Globe Life Park. First pitch is set for 7.05. You can listen to the game on News Talk 98.5. The legal case pending in Las Vegas for New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara has been continued till early August. As attorneys for Kamara and his three co-defendants argued in court Monday morning they need more time to review video evidence regarding the alleged February battery. Jason Taysom scored 29 points while Jalen Brown had 22 as the Boston Celtics completed a four-game sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, becoming the first team to reach the second round of the NBA playoffs with a 116-112 victory Monday night. In other NBA playoff action, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Utah Jazz 102-77 to take a 3-2 series lead. The Toronto Raptors stayed alive in their series against the Philadelphia 76ers with a 103-88 victory. Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker has been officially ruled out for tonight's Game 5 between the Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant was awarded the 2021-22 NBA Most Improved Player of the Year Award. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Here's your weather update. 
feeling more comfortable here this Tuesday morning with some slightly cooler temperatures in the mid-60s. We will start the day with a lot of clouds, a stray shower or two by the afternoon. Skies will slowly be clearing, and we will see some cool and a bit breezy conditions out there with temperatures going into the mid-70s. From the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company, 703 on this lovely Tuesday morning. I'm your host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3, big, bald, and beautiful one, as some of you refer to me as. I'm not really for sure who those people are. They're definitely not my wife. (laughs) Simple answer. You. Someone gave me that answer. Someone gave me that moniker. I, I never, you never give your own yourself your own nicknames. I like didn't. I didn't even give myself <laughs> RP3. Somebody I forget who did years ago just gave that to me because they're like, oh man, you kind of sound your name sounds like RG3, it's just RP3, and I was like, oh, all right, that works. And RG3? I made it my Twitter handle. I think it's when I was living in Beaumont. And I'm sorry, what'd you say? Who's RG3? I'm young, I'm dumb. Oh. It's totally fine. Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Baylor. Was a first-round draft pick, rookie of the year for the Washington football team slash commander slash Redskins. Shredded his knee in a playoff game and was never the same after that. Known for his colorful socks and went by the moniker RG3. Robert Griffin III. There we go. I see the name. And do all the extra stuff. I see the name. They play football. Got it. (laughs) How do you not? Oh, man. Really? Is is, is RG3 too old for y'all now? Is that too old? Is that is that been too long ago already? Um, I guess. Can't be right. I, mean, I used to have a Deuce, Deuce McAllister jersey. He's thirty two years old. He's younger than my fiance. <laughs> he was the second overall pick in two thousand twelve. I guess that'd been ten years ago. Well, that makes sense. You were thirteen. There we go. You're probably obsessed with boys or boy bands or no. I never did the One Direction thing. Never did the Justin Bieber thing. Lies. I did not. My lies. dad and my brother nope. swore down I was in love with Justin Bieber. Lies. I said not, Sam. Lies, lies, lies. Your family's told me. Everyone knows. Yeah, well, my family's a, told you. You were a believer, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what they call them? Believers, right? Instead of believers, I think so. believers. There we go. All right. Moving on, now that I've explained to you who RG3 is. And I also, I gave myself my own moniker. I gave myself kind of five names, so. 
Who, who named you producer extraordinaire? Boom. Who hired you? Boom. Who signed off on your internship? Boom. You want to keep booming? Let's boom. <laughs> boom, boom, Let, boom, yeah. boom, boom. But then will we ever talk about sports then? I'm not sure. No, I guess not. Never. Never do that. Never do that. Right. Alvin Kamara hearing was supposed to be yesterday. It gets pushed now to August. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Saints? It's hard to tell. Because he is facing a felony charge or could be facing felony charges. So you got to take a big, you know, deep breath here if you're a Saints fan. Because on one hand, that means you're kind of kicking the can down the road, so to speak. And something may not happen with him. His trial date may not be set if it even goes to trial. There's a lot of what-if scenarios with the Alvin Kamara situation. Right. So it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing that his hearing did not take place yesterday because his attorneys, plural, argue that they need more time to look over video evidence of the incident where Alvin Kamara and some friends of his punched and kicked a man like 20-plus times in Las Vegas the night before the Pro Bowl. What does that do for the Saints, though? If you're the Saints, do you try to protect yourself? Once again, serious incident that happened in Las Vegas, and he's facing serious charges. But for the Saints, they're running a business. They're running a football team. So they can't, you know, hope for the best here. Because even if Kamara, say, pleads down and doesn't have to face jail time, he's going to face a suspension from the NFL. Right. That's inevitable. Will that happen this season? Will it happen early in the season? Will it happen later in the season? You don't know. And the Saints, when you look at their roster, they're thin at running back. We saw this last year where they had to trade for, go get Mark Ingram, who's on the tail end of his career. And Mark was serviceable, but he wasn't Alvin Kamara. Tony Jones Jr., yes, got banged up, had an injury, but when he did get healthy and had a chance to actually play in games, he was not good. And bringing back special team star Dwayne Washington is not the answer. So there was talk of them addressing running back as it was this offseason. Even before the situation happened at the Pro Bowl with Alvin Kamara. Likely facing a suspension. Right. That's why I think they do for our poll question of the day, which is when should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft with either rounds one or two, rounds three, four, rounds five through seven, or they shouldn't. I follow with the lead in our poll question, which is rounds three and four at 57%, because, I mean, I think you need to address it. I mean, there's no way that he's not going to get suspension. It's going to happen. Will it be in the beginning, the end, even in just in postseason, where it's really the you know most valuable time? I I don't know. I think you address it early. How, how awful would it be for the Saints that the court proceedings drag out? I mean, there, there's scenarios here where AK may have to leave the team during the middle of the season to go be have to be part of a trial during the season. Once again, Las Vegas does not care what your personal situation is and where you make your money during the year. Like, they really don't care. Court of law does not care. So they could say, hey, we're going to trial in November. Done. So AK could have to leave the team to be part of a trial. He could leave because of another hearing or you could be suspended now the nfl does take its time with these things 
they sometimes wait months before announcing what the suspension's going to be. But if you think for a moment that Roger Goodell and the front office types there at the headquarters of the National Football League are going to give the Saints, you know, a pass, are going to help them out. I mean, if they make the decision that Alvin Kamara deserves to be suspended and they decide to do that at the end of the regular season and for the postseason, that's what they're going to do. And the Saints aren't going to have any any anything to say about it. None. So it's tough, man. It's a tough spot to be in. 57% of you say they should take a running back in rounds three and four. 30% say rounds five to seven. 7% say rounds one or two. 6% say they shouldn't. Look, I've I seen Brian Robinson Jr. in a lot of mock drafts. It makes a lot of sense. You can get a good value running back to add to the roster. And that way you at least have depth. And what's wrong with having depth? If you use your third round or fourth round pick on a running back, that's a far more valuable pick and a far more valuable player than it was wasting a pick on Ian Book. Remember when many of you called up and told me how much you loved Ian Book? And I tried to tell you. Why are they spending a fourth-round pick on Ian Book? They could have spent a fourth-round pick on a running back, and they wouldn't have had that issue they had last year. You can get great value in a running back at the running back position in the third, fourth, and fifth round. Look what they did. Alvin Kamara was just that. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. I mean, if you look at it, Deontay Harris, his trial on all that took place – it was about November 8th. That's when his probation started for his year-long probation. He wasn't suspended for his games till December 6th, which is only, really only like a month from when it all started, from when he sent us to his stuff. But sometimes it takes a month. Sometimes so. it'll take a month and a half right. to two months. So Once again, the NFL does not follow any type of guidelines. Nope. They do what they want to do. Goodell and his minions do whatever the hell they want to do when they want to do it. They don't care but about your situation. No they just telling. don't. Coach Eric Howard chimed in on Twitter. Sixth or seventh round or just go undrafted free agent route. Running backs pretty much grow on trees. Running back is by far the easiest position to fill. Cajun fan says, why is everyone picking on Tony Jones? The man wasn't even drafted. Because everyone kept telling us how great he was. It's not picking. If you pump up a guy to be amazing and the guy doesn't perform... He's worthy of being criticized. That's how this works. If I sit here and tell you that Hannah Five Names is the greatest producer in the history of sports radio broadcasting, and then she's not, well, that deserves criticism. If Hannah sits there and tells you that I'm the greatest sports talk host and that I'm going to be great in 2022 and I'm less than great and I'm Paul Ball then you're allowed to be critical of me. That's how this works. That's how this works. Once again, I got no personal beef with Tony Jones Jr. He did not rise to the occasion last year. He got hurt. That's not his fault. When he came back from being hurt, he was no good. Done. And you can't say on one hand, well, they can just draft a guy late or sign an undrafted rookie free agent and, you know, because they grow on trees. And that's not, that's not Cajun, you know, uh, Coach Eric Howard's not exactly wrong there. 
the running back position has been devalued. And you there's a ton of guys to choose from. Absolutely correct. Look what the 49ers did. They got Elijah Mitchell last year, former Erath and Raging Cajun star, in the sixth round, and he only led them in rushing. So you can find those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. You can find those guys all day long. And the Saints know how to do that. Late round, remember Pierre Thomas on draft. So they know how to do this. They know how to do this. But Tony Jones, he was supposed to be that next guy up. He was supposed to be that next great find. He got injured. That put him behind the eight ball. When he did get the opportunity, he was no good. If I'm the Saints, you got to address that need. Kamara's possibly facing a suspension. Mark Ingram is older. Dwayne Washington's not really an option at running back, even though he that's his position on the roster. He's really a special teamer. Got to add a running back. Just got to. Got to do your due diligence, especially with the way they want the offense to run. You need serviceable to good running backs. That's what you need. You can find a guy like that in the fourth, fifth, sixth round this year. You got to take him. Absolutely got to take him. Darren's chimed in. Uh, RG3, question mark, how old is she? 12? That's from Darren about you not knowing who Robert Griffin III was. <laughs> and uh, JPK, the OD, says, RG3 is also known as being the president of the rookie quarterbacks the Saints made look like Hall of Famers Club. That's correct. The Saints went through a stretch there where they played rookie quarterbacks, and the rookie quarterbacks had, like, career games against them every single time. It's like a five-year stretch there. <laughs> and RG3 was one of those. Inside the Superdome, if I do remember. So, Hannah's learning. I'm learning. You're learning. What a morning. Let's talk a little spring football, shall we? We didn't get a chance to really do a deep dive with LSU's spring game yesterday. So we have a few minutes here. Let's take advantage of that. Brian Kelly wraps up his first spring at the helm of the Tigers. Reports I heard coming out, and you heard Jeff Palermo talk about this yesterday when he joined us, was just how organized the team looked during spring practice and during the spring game. They looked like they'd been, you know, coached. That they were prepared. Those things matter, by the way. Those things matter. And they hadn't been that way the last couple of years. Let's be honest. Coach O did a lot of great things for LSU. Last couple of years, that man was not focused, not prepared, and the team, well, reflected that. Still big question marks on what's going to happen at quarterback. Garrett Nussmeyer looked really good during the spring game. Miles Brennan looked okay. The kid from Arizona State looked okay. What are they going to do there? Offensive line looks good. You can tell Brian Kelly's already made his impact there. They've already worked at fixing, starting to fix the offensive line through the transfer portal. But they still have work to do. And this is just the spring. But it's a nice way of kicking off things, getting the Brian Kelly era started. And he was asked, look, this is going to be a young team. There's a lot of new players that are going to be coming in. No team has been more active in the transfer portal this offseason than LSU because they got to get the roster numbers up because they were gutted. 
So it's essentially a new team. Even though there's there's carryover, you got players that are from there from last year, even veteran players that are still on the team. This is going to be a very young team, a very kind of new team. Will they be competitive? That's the big question, and that's what Brian Kelly answered on Saturday. Well, it's, a, it's going to be a competitive football team. We have some holes, and, and those holes need to be addressed and need to continue to work on. I'll, I'll get a deeper dive on this over the next couple of days. I always try to get through the spring and know my weaknesses because I don't want any surprises as I go into camp. Look, if I you know started to look at them right now, those backs run really hard. You better tackle them. You better get our backs on the ground. And you saw that today. They can catch the ball, come out of the backfield. You know, we'll continue to work on some things that are, you know, in my eye, some weaknesses. But they bring some traits uh, across the board that I think are highly competitive in this league. One of those guys, you know, you heard him say sitting there talking about running backs. You know, Ty Davis-Price goes to the draft. The other, one of the backups decides he's going to transfer. He's going to Cincinnati. It should be the John Emery show. And this is a guy that has had a ton of potential, a ton of hype. He's been hobbled by injury and just inconsistency. Right? But all reports are that it's his job to lose, that he is going to be the primary feature back in Brian Kelly's offense. This is what Kelly had to say about the LSU running back. I was really impressed with him today. Uh, you know, he was probably, uh, you know, I don't want to give you an exact percentage because I'm not sure, but he was less than healthy. You know, I mean, most would have said, why would you play him today? But he wanted to go. I mean, because, you know, he's he was like, look, I'm going to get banged up during the season. I want to know what it's like not to play 100% because I'm not going to be 100%. And uh, so just kind of that kind of mindset, you know, says a little bit about him. And he wanted to get out there. And, um, you know, I was, I was proud of him. You know, he, he fought through, you know, not being 100%. And we saw what kind of back he is, even banged up. I, I just think I just think Emery's going to be banged up. But it's good that he wanted to be out there and he takes that mentality on, which means it shows some maturity. It shows ownership of saying, hey, I want to set the tone for the running back room. That's a good sign for Brian Kelly at that position. Wide receivers, man, they got a ton of them, don't they? Now, Kayshawn Butte, the former Westgate high star, out of spring ball, recovering from offseason surgery. But they got a bunch of talented young guys in that room. And Kelly talked about his wide receiving core. The receivers... They can go get the football. We need to be a little bit mentally tougher, play in and play out. Um, but they can compete at a high level. I like Kobe Taylor today. I mean, I, I thought he showed himself more than just, you know, a pedestrian uh, player. He's long. Um, he showed uh, some yardage after the catch. We need to, he needs to live, if possible, in the weight room with us. And if he does that, you know, with Mashburn, you know, maybe, maybe we got something there. So that's an upgrade for us. You know, Jack Besh really took advantage of the opportunity he was given last year, the former STM Cougar star. And a lot of the, uh, the Acadiana guys did, right? Uh, Malik Neighbors showed some flashes as well. But Jack, in that hybrid tight end wide receiver role, really stepped up in a big way, was a bright spot for this team last year. 
and Kelly talked about Jack's progression during spring ball as well. You know, he's deceptive, right? I mean, you guys were here. I mean, I, I'm seeing him, like, for the first time, you know, this spring. He's deceptive in a sense that he uses his body well. He positions himself well. He's a, He plays better than sometimes he practices. Like, he's a gamer, you know? I mean, I guess you guys, you, you, you're used to seeing him play. Last year, he just, when it's time to play and the lights go on, you can count on he's going to make some plays, and we saw that today. Be interested to see how Brian uses Jack because Brian does like to use the tight end position. Do they keep Jack in that traditional tight end role or do they continue using him as more of a hybrid? Be interesting to see what happens in that regard. But I do like Jack and Malik and Kayshawn to thrive in this offense. Brian knows offense. And if he's already started to fix the offensive line in spring football, imagine how good they're going to be after a camp is in the books. Now, they still have question marks. Depth is a huge issue for this team, but I think optimism should be right now a nine-win season. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities, especially with their schedule. we got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. Phone lines are open. Game hotline, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You love sports. We love sports. Any questions? No? Good. Let's get back to the sports. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And now, here is a look at traffic. Right now, traffic is all clear on this warm, cloudy Tuesday morning. Report accidents by calling the traffic hotline, 337-706-0119. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ballgame with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers May 21st, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros Weekend Getaways, powered by Butcher AC, the Meridian Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Take the worry out of your next pre-owned vehicle purchase when you buy from Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Choose from hundreds of high-quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Nearly every make and model. Many look and drive like brand new, but for a fraction of the new car price. And you can shop 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, online at servicegm.com. Plus, Service Chevrolet Cadillac has an outstanding selection of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles. These vehicles go through a thorough reconditioning process and must pass a rigorous 172-point inspection to qualify qualify as certified. So take the worry out of your next pre-owned vehicle and buy with confidence from Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer six years in a row. Our family serving your family since 1972. Service Chevrolet Cadillac, your super Chevy dealer. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey near I-10. Stop by or log on at servicegm.com. Chevy, find new roads. Claims based on current GM data. 
Southern Cotton Blooms, Acadiana's premier locally owned online children's boutique, is having a pop-up shopping event on Saturday, April 30th during Festival International. Shop the latest children's apparel from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come browse new seasonal arrivals with special festival pricing, smocked outfits for boys and girls, monogramming, bows, toys and accessories, and more. Shop local. Shop Southern Cotton Blooms. Let your littles bloom. See you at the festival at 520 Jefferson Street in downtown. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. Why wait to build when you can get into one of our beautiful Timberline homes today? Homes you'll love at competitive pricing. That's Timberline's promise to you. Shop single and double-wide homes today with a no-pressure sales environment at Timberline Homes of Louisiana. Check out what's happening at Tom Marie Restaurant in downtown Brokerage. Homemade biscuits, beignets, in-house ground burgers, crawfish etouffee, and creamy rolled ice cream from the Moo Cal Moo. Plus live music every weekend. Tom Marie Restaurant at jamsandbiscuits.com. At Roban Health and Wellness, we specialize in pain relief. We offer dry needling and massage therapy. Dr. Craig Roban and his staff are dedicated to providing high-quality health care. So come see us at Roban Health and Wellness, where pain goes to die. Visit us at Roban Health and Wellness. Support your local community and shop certified South Louisiana. There are two types of sports reporters. Those who are respected for their ability at building relationships with coaches and players. And here's our game plan. Then there are those whose method of reporting is getting hammered with a college football team at Pat O's. We're going streaking! We'll let you guess which one RP3 is. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here in Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So if you or a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood. But sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone is going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, remind you call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Let's check in on the poll question of the day. We're going to have Thad Dickey, longtime head softball coach at Beauchamp High School. The Gators are headed to Sulphur for the state semifinals and hopefully a, a, a state championship game as well later this week. Semifinals Friday, championship round Saturday over in Sulphur for the public schools. Private schools will be playing right down the road in Broussard. They'll have their state semifinal games on Friday as well, state championship games on Saturday. Yes, there's two different sites for the state softball championships. Hooray. 
but I digress. <laughs> Poll question of the day. It's just so silly. The whole thing is just ridiculous. Poll question of the day. When should the Saints target a running back in this year's NFL draft? 61% of you say rounds three to four. 25% of you say rounds five to seven. 8% of you say they shouldn't. 6% say rounds one through two. Darren has commented yet again. My man is on fire this morning. You take one of those second-round quarter uh, running backs, if you don't wait until the fifth or sixth, the ones available that will be available in this year's draft are not worth a third or a fourth. You'll be reaching. Hart has spoken on Twitter as well. With the 132nd pick, the New Orleans Saints select the Phoenix Suns roster at running back. Wow! Their 40-yard times running to cry to the refs in game four really impressed at this year's combine. Oh, that's good stuff, Hart. Good stuff. That's a well-thought-out tweet. Do we have any comments on the Book of Face for our poll question of the day? Producer extraordinaire. All right, I'm going to go to Martin's last. This is the longest. Um, So, Brian Gidry says rounds five and seven. Uh, Robert Duplichin says round three and four. Chance Doucette says five to seven. White from ASU or Robinson from Bama. And then Jude Miller, I think, wants to give a uh, foot a heart attack and says, in the first round, right <laughs> after they take a QB. It just trolling four foot. Oh, the man, man says, getting his egg smashed in his face. That's what he kept saying. <laughs> Somebody has to pay the piper. I don't know. It's fine. Oh, it and then Martin says, Saints are in the market for a running back, question mark. Awesome. Not trying to give foot a heart. See, not trying to get put a heart attack, but my Cowboys will golly take those two first-round draft picks off y'all's hands for Zeke Elliott. <clears throat> Since the Saints like giving up a King's ransom for underachieving running backs, a.k.a. Ricky Williams, please, please take Zeke off our hands. His numbers have gotten worse and worse every year. I'm about to lose my mind over that crop top wearing cat. Ha ha. There's truth to that. Since uh, Zeke got paid, he has not been the same running back. No. His production... Average yards per carry, yards per game, production for as the season as a whole. He is not the same running back that he was four years ago. He's declining. As for the Saints, look, Ricky actually had a good career. They gave up a King's Ransom for him. That was a dumb move by the Saints. But they've done a nice job with running backs ever since then. Deuce McAllister, Reggie Bush, Pierre Thomas, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. They, they do a nice job of finding guys. Yeah. Okay. So they do a very nice job when it comes to their running backs. When I look at the Saints draft picks, obviously 16 and 19 in the first round, 49 in round number two. I don't think they're going to stay at 49. I think they're actually going to trade up and target a guy earlier in the second round. If you're asking me right now, that's what they typically do. I think you'll see that again because I think they'll have someone on their board that they love that falls into the second round and they're going to want and they're not going to wait. That's how they that's how they operate. But after that, pick 98 in the third round, pick number 120 in the fourth, pick 161 in the fifth, I could see them taking a running back there. Just my own personal two cents on the issue. I mean, I think they do no matter what. Am I sure 100% where they're going to get a running back from? No. I think that you'd be late. I don't think it be the first, second round. I think it's going to be third or fourth or fifth or seventh. I'm not sure exactly which one, but... My gut is leaning towards the third or fourth round, but they're definitely going to take one. They're not taking a QB. Someone says QB one more time. I will personally let you go and call 911 to get the ambulance to come pick up Footy as a heart attack on air. 
<laughs> we got yes. Let's hope. Let's hope Kevin doesn't stroke out live on the simulcast on Stadium thirty two point three and one thirty three on Elias Fiber. <laughs> got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP three and Company, Thad Dickey, longtime head softball coach of Boshan High School, will be joining us. His team is back in Sulphur. Have a chance. Two wins away from a state championship. We'll talk to Coach all about it. That'll be next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You love sports. We love sports. My kids love sports. My mailman loves sports. That is, I assume he does. He has that look about him. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, it's Raymond Parts III. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call QC Kinetics now. 337-243-4222. That's 337-243. 4-3-42-22. Take the worry out of your next pre-owned vehicle purchase when you buy from Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Choose from hundreds of high-quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Nearly every make and model. Many look and drive like brand new, but for a fraction of the new car price. And you can shop 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, online at servicegm.com. Plus, Service Chevrolet Cadillac has an outstanding selection of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles. These vehicles go through a thorough reconditioning process and must pass a rigorous 172-point inspection to qualify qualify as certified. So take the worry out of your next pre-owned vehicle and buy with confidence from Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer six years in a row. Our family serving your family since 1972. Service Chevrolet Cadillac, your super Chevy dealer. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey near I-10. Stop by or log on at servicegm.com. Chevy, find new roads. Claims based on current GM data. PSC Supply and Hardware is kicking off summer with a big celebration. Come out Saturday, May 7th as PSC celebrates their 35th year in business with a sidewalk sale on everything from hardware to cookware. The Pitmasters from Traeger, Napoleon, and PK Grills will be cooking and sharing grilling tips on charcoal, gas, and pellet grills. And with the more than 150 rubs, sauces, and seasonings PSC carries, you'll be the master of your own grill. PSC Supply and Hardware, 1014 Albertson Parkway. Everybody, this is Chris Blair, and this is your LSU update, brought to you by LSUShop.net. Your LSU baseball Tigers posted four wins in four games last week over UL Lafayette and a three-game sweep of Missouri in the SEC. Your Tigers number 17 this week in the official NCAA RPI ranking. The USA Today coaches poll have the Tigers ranked number 20. D1 Baseball puts them in at 22. 
also number 22 in the Perfect Game Top 25. A midweek affair Tuesday night with UNO in New Orleans, followed by a three-game homestand against Georgia at the box Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Get ready for LSU baseball with a visit to lsushop.net. Everything a Tiger fan needs for game day and every day. lsushop.net, the official online store of LSU Athletics. State softball tournament. That's right. It'll be this coming weekend over in Sulphur. Public schools or the non-select schools, if you will, will be in action at Frash Park. Semifinal action Friday. State championships on Saturday. Now, back in the day, it used to be a little bit different. You used to have your quarterfinals on Friday and then semifinals Saturday morning. State championships Saturday night. But, but due to the split, they don't conduct it that way anymore. Heck, the select schools will actually be having their state tournament down the road in Broussard. But our next guest, his team, is making the pilgrimage to Sulphur. 21-4 during the regular season. And in 20 years at the helm of the Beauchamp High School softball program, he's made the playoffs all 20 years. And he's reached the state tournament. 12 times his team is the sixth seed they upset the three seed in the quarterfinals to punch their ticket to the state semifinals number six Beauchan takes on number 10 Franklin Parish noon on Friday on field 14 inside Frash Park it's our privilege to welcome back to the program the Beauchan Gators head softball coach Mr. Thad Dickey coach good morning to you brother how are you my friend good morning sir I'm doing great how are y'all do oh man, we're we're doing great. Uh, first question, Bud. You've been doing this now for two decades. This ever get too? Uh, this ever gets old for you? Taking teams to the not state a, tournament? Not a bit. It's enjoyable watching <laughs> the kids grow. That's what's fun about it. Well, walk me back when you first took over there twenty years ago at Beauchamp. You know, it's a school that you know wasn't created until you know the early nineties uh, due to consolidation. So it's not like it had a long-standing history of tradition. You've helped kind of create that tradition there. Just tell us a little bit about what the state of the program was when you took over all those years ago compared to what it is now. Well, we were very fortunate. We, um, When I walked in uh, 20 years ago, they had made the state playoffs every single year of the school existence. So we're working on year 34, I believe it is, uh, consecutive state playoff appearances. Uh, so they, the softball had a good background. Uh, we were very fortunate um, that some of the kids that were here uh, were very intuitive as far as they wanted to be pushed. They wanted a new challenge. And when we walked on campus, uh, we we had that. We were in the same district with the STMs. And uh, it was us and STM for numerous years in our district battling who's going to be one or two. Um, and then years go by, you know, we district separate and 
now we're in the district with the city and it's been to see in us over the last four or five years and we've been fortunate enough to uh, do very well uh, the kids work hard they uh, they're eager to learn uh, we don't have a true softball background as far as the school goes uh, with feeding school uh, feeder schools that's right but uh, the kids come and they're willing to work you know we've been blessed this year we've got a lot of uh, kids on our team that play travel ball so that's finally hitting our school pretty good where you know they the kids know hey we we got to play year-round uh split with other sports but play year-round and just to make ourselves better when you don't have that feeder program or feeder schools you know does that change your approach and how you develop your 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 players coach does that change how you do that at all uh, to be honest, I do the same thing year after year. My first week of practice, we're just going through fundamentals, trying to teach. Um, the only thing different is, you know, in the past, we had to teach, okay, this is how you wear a glove, this is how you throw, this is how you catch. You know, we've progressed since then. So <laughs> now, you know, the first week or so is just teaching some of the basics, you know, the rundowns, the cutoffs, and you know, how to turn your body, how to get in position to receive throws, uh, just the little things. So when our season officially starts, you know, we're able to go on to bigger and better things, you know, seeing live pitching and working on execution stuff and hit and runs and stuff like that. So we're able to spend a little more time with that. Coach, knowing you a little bit and covering you over the years, has it gotten to the point now where the program has been so – established to the point where your players even if they're not seniors maybe they're juniors know how to conduct themselves and know how to run the program as well like the expectation the standard is what it is that even if you have to step away from a practice you don't have to worry about that because your girls are going to take care of it yes um you bring up a great point i've been very fortunate the last 13 years i've had uh the same assistant coach uh, Troy Dupuy's been here yeah. with me uh, for 12 years now. James Marks has been here with me. So with those two guys and myself, you know, I'm able to step away and handle other things and turn over practices to them if I need. Uh, they know how it needs to be run. Uh, Troy and James also run Cajun Express. So they each have teams, so they're the head coaches of their teams. So at least when I'm not there, if something happens, the, the coaches know what's going on, and so do the kids. The kids know that, okay, at 3 o'clock, we should be in our line stretching. At 3.10, we should be doing this. So all our practices are on practice plans. So there's, you know, the kids know what's going on every single day, what time practice is over, and things like that. So, yes, um, you are correct as far as the kids know what's expected. You know, they know the standard, what's what's going on that day, what's going on this whole year. We're talking with longtime Boshan softball coach, Thad Dickey. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Coach, how much different or how much more of a challenge is it now to coach high school kids as it was when you first got into the game 20-plus years ago? Big difference. Uh, a lot of people say kids have changed. I think we've changed also. Uh, we can't do the same things that we've done in the past. We can't say things that we may have said in the past. Uh, 
we try to hold ourselves to a high standard. I try to lead by example. Um, you know, it's we we always uh, have days that we're frustrated and things don't go right, and we just got to step back and say, okay, uh, if this is my kid, how do they want to be treated? And so I kind of backed off being the bad guy all the time where <laughs> sometimes I let my coaches be the bad guy and I'm the good guy. So we get to uh, share roles a little bit. But, yeah, times have changed. Um, the kids have changed. The kids don't work as hard now as they used to. Uh, they have control devices in their hands at all times. They're playing games on TVs and computers. So uh, we're, we've been blessed with some athletes. Uh, not many, but some athletes that truly, truly love the game. Uh, it helps us a lot. Um, the younger kids see what those kids bring, and they kind of want to emulate them, and they want to say, oh, I want to be like little Susie and do what they do, and I want to hit home runs, but you know, they are only 5'2 and maybe 110 pounds. Well, home runs not your game. Let's work on putting the ball down on the ground. But uh, they, it, it, it's, it's a different. It's nowadays it's changed and I think it goes in all sports and it's not in softball. Let's talk about this year's team. You guys great season 21 and four overall. You get the six seed because class 4A is kind of stacked this year as it is most years and uh, you guys start off 13 to nothing win over Morgan City. That game gets called in the fifth inning. You take down assumption in round two seven to four hard fought game. And then you have to go make the long trip up to lovely Monroe and you take down the three seed Neville six to three. Has this team exceeded your own expectations on what their potential was this year? The sky's the limit. Uh, Yes, they have exceeded some of our expectations. What people don't realize, you know, right now we're 24 and four. What people don't realize we have no seniors. I only have I only have five juniors. I have twenty seven girls on the team, so we're loaded with freshmen and sophomores. Um, I start five juniors. My catcher is a first year catcher behind the plate. Uh, I start a catch uh, a junior at third, a junior at short, a junior in center, and a junior in right. And I have a freshman starting at first base. I have a first year pitcher, sophomore in the circle. I have a sophomore uh, second base a sophomore DP, and a sophomore left fielder. So we're very young. Uh, I'm still seeing mistakes that we made early in the year. I told my coaches, we're going to win games that we're not supposed to win. We're going to lose games we're supposed to win. It's going to be that type of season because we're just so young. So when we start talking about, you know, the dynamic of the team, we're very, very, very young. Um, And we're also – Playing very well. Uh, pitching has been exceptional uh, for us. Uh, First-year pitcher Lexi Gotro has stepped out and taken the lead as far as pitchers go in the circle. Uh, she's done a great job uh, holding people to, you know, like against Neville, we held them to two infield singles and a double. You know, they had three hits on the night. Um, so, yeah, we're 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 doing okay as far as that goes. It's just. You know, we just got to continue learning how to finish games and finish plays and finish at bats and not give up on anything. Everything has, you know, we've got to go ahead and push everything to the ultimate limit. Coach, what's it going to take for the Gators 
this weekend over in Sulphur to win two games and come back as state champs? You want me to be honest with you? I think I think it's going to take <laughs> Always, a little brother. luck on our part because North DeSoto is so good. Uh, we faced them last year in the finals. Uh, we were up five to three at one time and ended up losing twelve to seven in the championship game. Uh, but our first game is the most important game against Franklin Parish. Um, they came out and uh, beat Tioga in the quarters, and it was an upset. So you can't take them for granted. You know, you got to go out and continue. You got to play as hard as you can. And right now, that's where I see us. Uh, we have to just play, uh, take one game, one pitch, not worry about the uh, atmosphere, not worry about what's at stake. Just go out there and play the game that all the kids love. Well, Coach, wish you the best of luck as always. And look, you're a, a humble guy. I know you don't like to take a lot of the credit. Yes, the program was established as a playoff team before you took over, but. You've taken the Gators to new heights as a perennial state championship contender year in, year out. Dozen trips to the state tournament. Hopefully this year we'll end with a championship trophy, brother. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you out there this weekend, bud. Thank you so much, and thank you all so much. Sad Dickey, longtime softball coach at Beauchan High School. Look, Beauchan was merged. That was a merging. That was a consolidation. Back in the day, early 90s. Softball was one of those things that kind of really took off. And Beauchamp's in the middle of nowhere, right? There's not a lot of travel ball out there. Just isn't. But yet, they always were consistently good at softball. But when Coach Dickey took over, took him to another level. Where it wasn't just making the playoffs. They were making runs to sulfur year in, year out. He's had those long, those two assistants have been with him for 12-plus years. They've had a great run of success in the last decade-plus. They played for the state championship last year, fell just a little short. Can they make it happen this year? And you heard what he had to say. He's only got five juniors, no seniors, five juniors, 27 girls on the team. They could be putting together quite the run here for the next few years. Got to take a timeout. Wrap up hour number two after this. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You love sports. We love sports. My kids love sports. Our dog loves sports. The cat. What are you kidding me? No. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And now, here is a look at traffic. Traffic slowing down in school zones, notably Johnston Street in front of Our Lady of Fatima and Carmel Drive in front of John Paul the Great Academy. Report accidents by calling the traffic hotline, 337-706-0119. Cybercrime is a big deal. We'll try to help you protect yourself. Coming up next, from Home Bank. First, keep your info private. A banker will never ask you for your account number, social security number, your password, or even your PIN by email or text. And use strong passwords. Make your password lengthy and complex and don't reuse it for multiple sites. And see something? Say something. The sooner an unusual activity is noticed, the better chance of correcting it. Learn more at home24bank.com. 
HomeBankNorthCarolina.com. Back in 1908, HomeBank was founded with total deposits of just over $8,000 and the city boasted only 6,000 residents. Today, both HomeBank and Lafayette have grown considerably, but some things haven't changed. I'm John Bordelon, President and CEO of HomeBank, and I'm proud to say that our company is the oldest financial institution founded in Lafayette. As our city and region has flourished, we've been partnering with businesses and entrepreneurs who are key to helping our economy grow. We are here for Acadiana. HomeBank, member FDIC. If you're looking for the ultimate lawn mowing machine, check out the heavy-duty commercial mowers from Skag Power Equipment. These are serious mowing machines, speeds up to 16 miles per hour, along with high-performance engine options like fuel injection and liquid cooling. Skag lawn mowers take cutting the grass to a whole new level. Proudly made in the USA for 30 years, Skag is simply the best mower you can buy. Visit Nolan's Lawn Mower Sales and Services for more info and great deals on Skag mowers. Nolan's at 3547 Northwest Evangeline Thruway in Karen Crow. Do you have joint pain in your knees or hips or shoulder or back? Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows how disruptive it is. How can you focus? How can you be at your optimal best when your body is under attack by pain? That's why Emmett's such a proponent of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is here with regenerative options using natural biologics, non-surgical alternatives that offer lasting relief for pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders. This natural biological treatment gives them the chance to get back in the game and to have a normal life. QC Kinetics treatments laser focus on areas of intense pain, allowing your body to heal itself with no drugs so you can focus on normal life. Walking up the stairs without pain, getting on your bicycle without pain, running again, playing with the kids. Your consultation is absolutely free. Call QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. It's like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Poll question of the day. Usually, producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names likes to give you the update, but I'm going to do it for her right here. Show her my appreciation for all the hard work she's doing. When should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft? Unless you really just want to grab the microphone and start speaking. No? I'll take care of that for you. (laughs) 63% of you say rounds three to four. 23% say rounds five through seven. I kind of lean towards, look, if they can get a guy maybe in the late fourth, probably fifth, that would be good. You just need someone to add to the roster. That could be a serviceable guy. And they love, they they have a great track record of finding guys in the later rounds that can run the football. 63% say rounds three to four. 23% rounds five to seven. 9% say they shouldn't. 5% say rounds one through two. Brad on Twitter says, no, take care of the more pressing needs this year. Backup running back. Hell, they could do. They could find a USFL running back to do that job. Maybe, but if you 
take care of wide receiver o-line and everything else why wouldn't you take a fifth round pick this is a team that used a fourth round pick on ian book come on now keep those comments coming keep those votes coming on the poll question of the day hour number three coming up we'll kick it off with Jarrett rosier that's next right here on southwest louisiana sports station Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, it's Raymond Parts III. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call QC Kinetics now. 337-243-4222. That's 337-243. 4-3-42-22. Mother's Day is coming, and one thing is certain, you're going to need a gift. A. Brian's Jewelers has what you need to make mom feel gorgeous and special, and that's a personalized gift. Show mom just how special she is with a personalized gift that will last a lifetime. Right now, you'll be entered to win a pamper package for your mom, valued at more than $750. A. Brian's Jewelers, 4901 Johnston, or visit abryans.com. Jewelry for every occasion, especially for Mother's Day. Good times, great taste, all in one place. Good times and great taste are what you'll find at Pizza Mia and Sidekick Sports and Billiards in Broussard. Billiards, Gomzong Golf Simulator, Pinball, Shuffleboard, Foosball, Gaming, it's all fun. And the pizza, you will love the pizza. Pizza Mia and Sidekicks, prepare to entertain crowds of all sizes. Reserve your next party at PizzaMiaUS.com, where you'll find good times, great taste, all in one place. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, we are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette. The Game, 1037. KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles. The Game, 1041, a Delta Media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in here, we gotta go fast now. Texas Takedown. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seaver had RBI singles in the decisive seventh inning as the Texas Rangers defeated the Houston Astros 6-2 Monday night in the opener of a four-game series. The Astros and Rangers face off tonight at Globe Life Park. First pitch is set for 7.05. You can listen to the game on News Talk 98.5. The legal case pending in Las Vegas for New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara has been continued till early August. As attorneys for Kamara and his three co 
co-defendants argued in court Monday morning they need more time to review video evidence regarding the alleged February battery. Jason Taysom scored 29 points while Jalen Brown had 22 as the Boston Celtics completed a four-game sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, becoming the first team to reach the second round of the NBA playoffs with a 116-112 victory Monday night. In other NBA playoff action, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Utah Jazz 102-77 to take a 3-2 series lead. The Toronto Raptors stayed alive in their series against the Philadelphia 76ers with a 103-88 victory. Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker has been officially ruled out for tonight's Game 5 between the Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Memphis Grizzlies star Ja Morant was awarded the 2021-22 NBA Most Improved Player of the Year Award. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Here's your weather update. Feeling more comfortable here this Tuesday morning with some slightly cooler temperatures in the mid-60s. We will start the day with a lot of clouds, a stray shower or two by the afternoon. Skies will slowly be clearing, and we will see some cool and a bit breezy conditions out there with temperatures going into the mid-70s. From the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Kozart. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. I'm your big, bald, and beautiful host, Raymond Parch III, better known as RP3. Of course, I'm joined here in the game studios by the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. We've had a very good show so far for you today on this Tuesday edition. We talked a lot about the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk more about the playoffs, in particular the Pelicans, coming up. In about 30 minutes from right now, when Ali Cassell joins us from the Bird Rights to help us preview Game 5 of the Phoenix-New Orleans series. We also spent some time talking about spring football for LSU, Houston Astros baseball. But now it's time for us to talk a little recruiting. Big weekend this past weekend when it came to spring football. Lots of recruits in the house for LSU's spring game. Did that change any of their minds? Did anyone say, you know what? I got to come here. I got to be here. I got to be part of what Brian Kelly is building. And where do we stand with some of the biggest recruits in the state as we head towards the summer? To break it all down for us is our guy, our most trusted recruiting analyst expert, Mr. Worldwide himself, a man that's down in New Orleans for the Pelicans game on Friday night running into MC Louis P., the one and only Mr. Jared Rozier. Jared, good morning to you, bud. How you doing, brother? 
Good morning, Ray. Ready for uh, another Pels game tonight? This this one on the road, obviously, but staying up and watching it. But you say timeout. Man. You're, you're staying up and watching it. I know you got airline miles just stacked up. Why aren't you on a flight, man? Going to Phoenix? You're Mister Worldwide. You can do this. And it's bu- it's busy times back here in Louisiana. I've got some things to take care of. I did have uh, have someone text me uh, yesterday, I guess, and say that there was probably a ticket to be had in Phoenix if if I wanted to get out there. See, but it was it was a lot to to try and undertake in the span of twenty four hours. You're one of the sort of few guys I know that's just like that. Like you just know so many people, and you got just people just letting you know. Hey man, you find out if you find your way out to Phoenix, there's a ticket waiting for you to watch this NBA <laughs> playoff game. Like who lives this life? You know who does? Yeah, the, you do. The casual if if you happen to, you know, make a left turn somewhere on your Tuesday and end up in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. I love that. I love that. Hey, let's get right to it, bud, because this was a big weekend for LSU. Uh, so many prospects came to the spring game. I know you were able to catch up with a lot of them at the game on Saturday or on the day after on Sunday. What were some of the big themes that came up with the guys that you spoke to? Sure. I, I think you look at the the combination of, of unknown and excitement with, with that many new staff members and that much of a new roster. And so a lot of just like the fans were a lot of these high school players and their families were very excited to see this first big dress rehearsal, um, you know, in, in front of what they thought was a, a pretty solid crowd uh, at, at Tiger stadium, considering it was spring. A, a lot of the guys that I talked to, and I talked to some of the in-state guys as well as folks visiting from, from Texas and Georgia and, and around the Southeast region. Um, and they were impressed with the passion that they saw both, on the field from coaches and players, as well as fans to come out for a spring game. It felt like uh, they felt like it gave them a little bit of a taste of, of how raucous it can be in the fall. If they get a chance to come back for official visits during the actual season. And they talked a lot about just the, which I'm sure will be music to coach Kelly and company's ears, the the organization and, and efficiency and, and how well everything seemed to be run and every, everyone seemed to be on the same page and uh, and the amount of passion in the recruiting communication from particularly the position coaches that uh, a lot of these guys had a chance to kind of sit in the back of some team meetings and see a little bit of, of what some some final tune-ups before at least a spring game scenario would look like uh, from those coaches to the current players, and that when there were moments here and there even leading up to it and certainly afterward that uh, they appreciated the – the time and uh, attention to to them and meeting, uh, you know, the, the young student athletes in high school and their families and, and just kind of finding ways to build that relationship, build that rapport and get to know one another, even knowing how much else is going on. But there seems to be a lot of optimism from these these high school student athletes, certainly that uh, that this coaching staff that that has taken the reins of the program is is headed full steam in the right direction and uh, is is ready to compete at the the highest level and and get back to national championship level contention here in the years to come give me some of the the bigger names that you came across there for the spring game for that weekend including i do believe a younger brother of a current tiger on the roster yeah so 
I'm still waiting to talk to uh, the the younger Weeks brother, uh, Wit Weeks, whose older brother Wes is is has transferred uh, from Virginia, and just kind of hash out how some of his visit went. Get into some more specifics. We text a little bit while he was traveling on Sunday, and, and said we'd catch up a little bit this week and so he's a notable one to know was was on campus there were a couple of five stars that were in town for officials in uh, carnell tate and img wide receiver and dante moore a michigan quarterback a, a five-star quarterback and both those guys got kind of the the full red carpet got in town i believe friday and, and had some events friday night were there during the day saturday i uh, got a chance to to see some of the the former tigers that all came back which was another kind of common theme from from some of these high school athletes was how cool it was to see Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards, Elair, Tyron Matthew and company all be back. And I know uh, Carnell and Dante had a chance to, to link up with them some through the weekend. Carnell was posting pictures throughout uh, the the two recent commitments, Ryan Yates and Michael Doherty that we we talked about last week. They were both on campus and had a chance to snap up some photos with Ty Matthew. And so those were some of the biggest ones uh, over the weekend. Um, and, you know, I had a chance to, to talk with uh, a few big offensive linemen that were in town that, that picked up offers over the last few days and Paul Mubenga and Cottrell Webb, a 2023 guy and a Cottrell is a 2026 prospect. Uh, both have offers now guys from Georgia. And so those were, were some of the top ones. You saw some photos come out from Trey Holly, the union parish, uh, running back and, and the list goes on. It was it was a, a lot of prospects in Baton Rouge this weekend. We're talking with Jarrett Rozier, recruiting analyst, reporter. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, I want to ask you about something that kind of caught my attention. There's a log jam at quarterback, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. way Nussmeyer played during the spring, it doesn't look like he's going to transfer out. Whoever does leave has to make that decision by May 1st, which is just in a few days. So right now they have four scholarship quarterbacks on the roster and they're trying to recruit more but they had a guy come in for a, in a visit a surprise visit what can you tell us about the young man from California that plays quarterback that came in you found that interesting so did I yeah so you saw some reports come out uh, late last night one of the I don't know if it was a, a California reporter or a, a regional guy out out west for 247 reporting that Jaden Rashada from uh, Pittsburgh out there in the Bay Area not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but uh, Pittsburgh High in, in California uh, had made a little bit of a surprise visit to LSU on Monday, right on the heels. Obviously, I mentioned of, of Dante Moore, the five-star from uh, from Michigan, coming down over the weekend, and so you're seeing some really highly touted quarterbacks from around the country come in here. As, as much as we've talked about Arch Manning and Eli Holstein and, and Ricky Collins three guys in Louisiana among the best in the country. Uh, I know rivals top five uh, quarterbacks for, for the class of 2023, they have Arch and Eli. And then those two that just had a chance to come visit from out of state to Louisiana the past few days. And so it's very interesting to see both because of the amount of quarterbacks that are on the roster currently and it, it being a far deeper quarterback room than people expect to be at the moment, uh, not just at LSU, but in 2022 with the nature of, of transfers and, and all of those things to have that much depth there to know that 
you're looking at at Walker and Garrett seemingly in Baton Rouge for for the long haul. Jaden Daniels theoretically could have another year after this year as well. Um, and and to know that there's that much talent in state for this 2023 class to see those five stars from around the country coming in right now, I think is 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 a really interesting piece of how this 2023 class is going to come together for LSU because I don't know that it's not at this point more likely to land one of these top tier out of state guys than it is to, to land an, an Archer and Eli uh, or potentially even a Ricky, depending on how some things shape up. Uh, and then, you know, whoever they land comes into that, that crowded quarterback room. So there's, there's a lot of kind of competing dynamics to watch uh, over these, these next few months as, as some of that shakes itself out. Let's quickly talk basketball because both the men and the women's basketball team at LSU picked up transfers. Um, the women picked up, I, I want to say, three Power Five transfers in the in the last week, and the men picked up a transfer, uh, uh, Derek uh, Fountain or Fontaine, however you want to say his name, uh, from Mississippi State. What do you make of what the basketball teams are doing? Yeah, I I mean we've talked so highly of the work that uh, you know Kim Mulkey's done for the past year. And that Matt McMahon's done for the past month. And I think you saw some of that continue. We talked last week about how some things were uh, developing for that LSU men's roster and that there was a lot to like about the the toughness that they were bringing to the perimeter, but they still needed to continue to add some shooting. And I think uh, Derek Fountain from Mississippi State is, is a guy that they think has an opportunity to be a, a decent kind of combination forward and and be able to to stretch some things at times with his shot his his best game as a bulldog was two years ago as a freshman against lsu he had 20 points including four for seven shooting from range and so uh, some some folks here in baton rouge who who watched that game it, it was in starkville but uh, if you had eyes on that game you saw some of the the flashes of potential of what fountain could add to this roster as it keeps coming together and then kim mulkey and company with with some of the veterans that that they lost uh, this this off season, in, including uh, Faustina Fua and and Kayla Pointer heading to the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA draft, they're they're trying to reload and bring some experienced Power Five experienced players right right in. They brought two transfers from West Virginia this past week in uh, Esmeri Martinez and Jasmine Carson. The two of those have a combined seven years of of power five experience. Uh, Jasmine spent two years at Georgia tech before her last two at West Virginia. Esmerie has been at West Virginia the last three years, including two years ago was an all big 12 first team performer. Um, and then you had Ladasia Williams, who was a, a former five-star signed with South Carolina out of high school and uh, was, was on the, the bench for a lot of their state or national championship run a, a few years back. Uh, before this most recent one she then transferred to missouri and got a lot of playing time the past couple of years and so uh 11 total years power five experience between the three just trying to to plug them plug them into that rotation and and play and and keep moving things forward and take a big step in year two wrapping up our conversation with our buddy jarrett rosier recruiting analyst reporter here joining us on rp3 and company all right bud I know you just kind of got this in your back pocket, so to speak. I know you just did it last night, to be to be clear. But you got a couple of conversations via Louisiana versus all y'all, and some of them pertain to some folks here that may be interested in what you have to say 
concerning the Raging Cajuns. What can you tell us? Give us a little bit of a tease what you got coming there. Sure. You know, the two most recent videos we recorded for Louisiana versus all y'all during the course of yesterday, Caden Jones, big offensive lineman from De La Salle down in New Orleans, and then Dixon Agu from Dutchtown, a a fantastic linebacker. It's a, a couple of rising seniors from here in South Louisiana. Caden's got offers from both Uh, the Tigers and the Cajuns. And so catching up with him a little bit, both those offers came last summer. And so one of the things I wanted to talk to him about was as a guy that really kind of blew up last summer and now has watched so many coaching changes around Louisiana, what has it been like to try and recalibrate some things, rebuild some relationships? Um, You know, fortunately there, there have been some, some key holdovers from previous staffs uh, for, for him as an offensive lineman that, that, he has some familiarity with, but just kind of um, navigating some of those curveballs through his recruitment. Cause I think those two programs are, are both highly regarded in, in his mind and have been from the beginning. They were two of his first offers. Uh, and then Dixon, his older brother, Justin actually just finished his freshman year in Lafayette. Uh, and that's one of his first 12 offers. He's blown up quite a bit this spring and, and has some power five offers as well as some great ones around the the state and is hearing from big brother about Lafayette as a, as a possible landing place, uh, but also some other friends from around Louisiana who are heading to other colleges who, who think he may maybe should leave with them and head elsewhere. So just kind of chatting with him about how some of his stuff's shaping up. Uh, he's also a kid with a four or five GPA. So we talked about some of that, that really truly student athlete focus that he has. I think he's one wherever he lands, the fan bases and, and coaches and, and everyone are going to love. Jarrett, appreciate your time. As always, enjoy staying up late to watch the game. I probably won't be doing the same. <laughs> Just letting yeah. you know, bro. You've, you've got a little bit of an earlier wake-up call tomorrow morning than I do, so I understand. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, brother, we'll talk to you next week, bud. Sounds good, man. Y'all have a great day. we got to take a timeout. We'll update our poll question of the day when we return. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We supply the sports. The Buffalo Wings are up to you. Tell me what wingy. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. And now, here is a look at traffic. Okay, we are done with school traffic for the morning, and right now, everything is all clear. Report accidents by calling the traffic hotline, 337-706-0119. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is your home for the Houston Astros. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and the rest of the Astros are looking to get back to the World Series. You can listen at every pitch, hit, and thrilling victory as Robert Ford and Steve Sparks will be on the call. Tune in all season long for Astros baseball right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Old-fashioned. It's a phrase that usually means out of date or belonging to the past. But some old-fashioned things are just fine the way they are, like ice cream. That's why the folks at Emmy's Ice Cream Bar invite you to try their delicious old-fashioned ice cream. Emmy's Ice Cream comes direct from a small dairy in Wisconsin, and they use only fresh ingredients and original recipes. Enjoy a scoop or two served in a cup or a waffle cone made fresh every day, a banana split, a hot fudge sundae, or ice cream nachos. 
Emmy's isn't just ice cream. They have coffee and beignets, weekly po' boy specials and nachos, frito pies, and the famous Emmy dog. Visit emmysicecreambar.com. Cool off your summer at Emmy's Ice Cream Bar with $40 in gift certificates for only $20. Go to AcadianaDeals.com Friday morning at 10 a.m. and buy $40 in gift certificates for only $20. Supply is limited, so don't be late. Feeling pain at the pump? With gas prices rising and no relief in sight, right now is the perfect time to head to Walker First Turn in Scott to check out the latest Kawasaki motorcycles. Whether you're commuting to work, running errands, or cruising the highway, a Kawasaki makes the journey more enjoyable and now a lot less expensive. Cut your gas expenses now and take the right turn to Walker First Turn, exit 97 in Scott. Kawasaki, let the good times roll. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. There's only one place in Acadiana where you can find lumber, hardware, fishing, and hunting supplies under one roof. Head to St. Landry Lumber and Austin's Outdoors in Opelousas, where they make you feel like family. Announcing the opening of Candyland Cottage Mining Company, where kids of all ages pan for treasure. Just part of the Candyland experience, featuring thousands of your favorite candies, hot dogs, ice cream, and snow cones. All the tasty things in life under one roof. Candyland Cottage. Hi, Wayne Oye for Oye's Home Improvement and Specialty Roofing Company. My company has been a Candyland's top choice for insulated siding, insulated windows, roofing, and patio cover. Call now to schedule your free in-home estimate at 988-3330. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 26, 2018. Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield is drafted by the Cleveland Browns with the top overall pick of the NFL draft. A total of four quarterbacks are taken in the top ten. A first in NFL history. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, the Greater Acadiana Heart Walk will take place this Saturday. That's right, April 30th in River Ranch. The festivities begin at 8 a.m. and the non-competitive walk begins at 9.15 a.m. For more information, visit greateracadianaheartwalk.org. That's greateracadianaheartwalk.org. Or contact Donna Ashcraft at donna.ashcraft at heart.org. That's right, Greater Acadiana Heart Walk. For a great cause, get some exercise. Why not? Why not? Let's check in on the poll question of the day. Why not vote on it? That's the question we're asking you. Yo. Why not leave comments? <coughs> I'm sorry. What is that? <laughs> What's going on in there? You're having some issues today, I say. The 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 the, the uh, defeat at bowling last night Tell is. Tell me what when you. <laughs> someone's hungry. Poll question of the day. When should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft? Once again, Alvin Kamara's hearing has been pushed back. 
to August, that could be a good thing or a bad thing for the Saints. If the proceedings move forward, he could have to deal with a trial during the season. Or, you know, maybe if, even if he pleads down and has to avoid jail time, there'll be a punishment coming from the NFL. And they usually take about a month to two months sometimes to hand down a suspension. So this being kicked down the road, so to speak, could this be a good thing for the Saints where you have him not miss time during the season? Or is this a bad thing because maybe he misses the end of the season and maybe misses some playoff games? Either way, it's not good. Either way, it's not good. But even before Kamara had issues with the law following, well, the night before the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas, depth at running back was an issue for the Saints. Tony Jones Jr. was hurt last year, and when he did get healthy and play, he was no good. He was a great training camp story. Didn't end up being a good contributor coming out of the backfield. Mark Ingram is okay at this point in his career. He's okay. He's serviceable. But running back depth was an issue last season. It still is. Could they address it during the draft? And there's been some buzz that they will, maybe in the later rounds. Fourth, fifth, sixth round, they could take a running back. A lot of people, Brian Robinson Jr. out of Alabama has uh, been a player that a lot of people have been putting in their mock drafts for the Saints. Would not be surprised if they take a running back late. Also wouldn't be surprised if they simply sign an undrafted rookie free agent. They've done that in the past numerous times. So we asked you, when should the Saints target a running back in this year's draft? 62% of you say rounds three and four. 22% say rounds five to seven. While 12% of you say they shouldn't draft a, a running back, and 4% of you say get one in the first two rounds. Ton of comments. We got into a lot of them. John Paul says first two rounds O-line and wideouts only. I don't think anyone would be unhappy about that. Definitely first two rounds. You got three picks there. I suspect that where they're at in the second round, they won't stay there. I think they're going to trade up in the second round. The Saints like to do that. They like to see who falls into the second round, particularly players with a first-round grade that, for whatever reason, slide down into the second round. Saints don't like to wait for them. They like to go grab them. So I wouldn't be surprised. They keep their two first-round picks. They take O-line, D-line, or wide receiver with those picks, and then they maybe take a safety or another one of those other position players in the second round. I could see them doing that. Could see them doing that in a big way. That's our poll question of the day. I think rounds three and four may be a little too soon. Really? Look, if it's going to be rounds three and four, I could see it in the fourth round. Okay. I could see it in the fourth round. Unless they really like one of these guys. Because I, I, I think the priority for the Saints is O-line, tackle, wide receiver, in D-line. I, I I keep telling you guys this. Don't be surprised if one of those first three picks they have in the top 50, one of those is going to be a defensive lineman. That's what they prioritize. They prioritize O-line, D-line, DB, and then wide receiver. That's what they've done historically under Mickey Loomis. So don't be surprised if they use one of those first three picks that they have in the top 50 on a defensive lineman. Then after that, because I believe the Saints view themselves as a few pieces away from being a championship contender. They believe they're an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, and maybe a safety away from that. So if they get those taken care of, 
And they could also still do that in free agency. They could still maybe bring in Tyron Matthew to line up safety or Jarvis Landry at wide receiver. There's been talk about that already, that that may happen right after the draft is done. Well, maybe with those mid to late round picks, then those become just Lanyap or Lanyap, if you will, depending on what part of the state you live in. (laughs) And it's just bonus. So then you go, okay, we got our positions of need. We're done with that. We got the guys that we wanted. Now we just have these extra picks. What are we going to do with them? Hey, let's let's address running back depth. Done. Check. Let's get another defensive lineman or another linebacker. I could see them doing that with those other picks. I could see that in a big way. So maybe third, fourth round. Maybe that's a little high. Fourth, fifth round, probably. It all depends. Once again, you can get a quality starting running back in the NFL in the sixth round. Look what the 49ers did with Elijah Mitchell, former Erath High and Raging Cajun star. Sixth round. He was a six-round pick. He was a six-round pick. And the guy led the team in rushing. And was an absolute breakout star for them. He was a six-round pick. So you can find those guys. The Saints are really good about it. Whether that's Brian Robinson Jr. out of Alabama in the maybe the fourth round or somebody else. They tend to find these guys. They just do. But they do need to address running back depth. They just do. I just don't think it's a ticket for a second. I think it has to be third, fourth, maybe fifth. I don't think six uh, or seventh. I think three to I, five. I say, I say, I'd say three to five is, is a safe bet. Probably more like fourth or fifth round, if, if I had to, to, to guess. Now, once again, if they address their needs that they need to in the first two rounds, let's say they get their offensive lineman, their wide receiver, and their safety. Okay, with those first three picks they have in the top 50. Well, then when they come around to the third round, maybe they like Brian Robinson Jr. so much they take him in the third round. Or they take him in the fourth round. Kamara was taken during that. So then they go, well, we got our guys taken care of. Well, you know what? We're going to take best player available, which they like to do as well. Saints like taking best player available on their board. Not who everyone else thinks is the best player available. They like to take the best player available on their board. If they're high on Brian Robinson Jr. and they've already taken care of O-line, wide receiver, D-line or DB or whatever it might be, they're going to draft a guy like that. They just are. They're going to be like, hey, that's a guy. Boom, he can fit our system. Done. That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. Draft. Thursday night, first round. Friday night, second and third round. We'll be keeping an eye on it. We're going to have tons of coverage for you on 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. We'll be covering what happens with the Raging Cajun players. Max Mitchell could be a third-round pick, maybe a fourth-round pick, the big offensive lineman for the Cajuns. Percy Butler, lots of buzz about him because he can play special teams being drafted in the sixth or seventh round. I've been hearing buzz late about big, big saucy. Taylor Humphrey, the big D lineman. Mike Dettelier told us last week, You can't coach that kind of size and quickness. Big run stopper. He could go. We know LSU is going to have guys drafted. In addition to Derek Stingley Jr. Isaiah Chambers from McNeese. He could hear his name be called. Cole Kelly from right down the road at Turlings Catholic. Played at Southeastern Louisiana. He could hear his name called on day three of the draft. So we're going to take care of you with all the NFL draft coverage, including what the Saints do. Make sure to check us out. 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, we're going to talk Pell's Sons Game 5 from Phoenix with our buddy Ali Cassell, editor in chief of the Bird Rights. That's next. 
right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We know you're listening because if you weren't, you wouldn't have heard this little message. But you did, didn't you? Do you have joint pain in your knees or hips or shoulder or back? Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows how disruptive it is. How can you focus? How can you be at your optimal best when your body is under tag by pain? That's why Emmett's such a proponent of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is here with regenerative options using natural biologics, non-surgical alternatives that offer lasting relief for pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders. This natural biological treatment gives them the chance to get back in the game and to have a normal life. QC Kinetics treatments laser focus on areas of intense pain, allowing your body to heal itself with no drugs so you can focus on normal life. Walking up the stairs without pain, getting on your bicycle without pain, running again, playing with the kids. Your consultation is absolutely free. Call QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. This is your auto body repair tip from DSA Collision Center. We all know that in South Louisiana, between bad traffic, the wildlife, especially love bugs, and the weather, things out of control can happen. It can affect the body of your vehicle or the paint, as we all know. At DSA Collision, we can take care of one of your most important assets. DSA Collision works with all insurance providers, and DSA offers delivery and pickup from a dealer, a rental company, or your home. Trust a quality collision center to protect your bottom line. At DSA Collision, we strive for excellence and use only quality parts and procedures. Tell your insurance company that you want DSA Collision doing your repairs. This Auto Body Expert Minute has been brought to you by DSA Collision Center, located at the intersection of South Park and Highway 90 East in Broussard. Call DSA Collision Center at 337-445-3190 or visit them at dsacollision.com for more information. Again, that's dsacollision.com, where quality and peace of mind or no accident. Thinking of painting your house? Well, it's good to know what the hot colors are. Here's Brad Price with Pro. The white family and inside of the white family, there's a number of white dove, Dover white, uh, oyster white, soji white. Those are all colors that are not stark white, like ceiling white or extra white. They're toned down a little bit. And then along with that, you'll have a little bit of an accent color. Whether you're painting one room or your entire house, don't leave it to amateurs. Visit certapro.com. Research suggests that sports talk stations need to target millennials more. So here it goes. Did you know that the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is the most lit sports talk station and that our local hosts are on fleek? Look, we may not know how to properly use a hashtag. It's still a pound sign to us, but we do know about sports talk. Whether young or old, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, is your home for great sports talk. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
today is the day that you're going to join the game clubhouse. Not only is it free to join, but you will get the chance to enter to win tremendous free gifts like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. Ooh, man, that could come in handy. Take your lady out for a nice night on the town, delicious steak, great sides, adult beverages. Heck, maybe you just want to go hang out with the fellas, do a little gambling. Well, cap off your night, go by going to Mr. Lester's, get a steak, hang out in the cigar room. You can have a tremendous time at Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. Trust me on that. And we want to help you by giving you a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. But you got to become a member of the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today so you can score that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse down at Cypress Bayou. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. When should the Saints draft a running back in this year's draft? It's a position of need. Need to prove the depth there. Do you do it early or do you do it late? Go vote. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. But right now it's time for us to talk NBA playoffs. New Orleans Pelicans evened up the series on Sunday with a hard-fought convincing win against the Phoenix Suns. This series is now 2-2. Game 5 tonight in Phoenix. To break it all down for us is our good friend, the editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, the one and only Mr. Ali Cassell. Ali, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? Morning, Raymond. Doing well. Since last time we talked, they've won, what, two playoff games, right? That's correct. Uh, I, I, you got, I, I, was I was waiting for you to follow up there. Ollie. Yeah, I answered your question. I said yes. <laughs> Too short of an answer, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, something that stood out to me through the first four games is when Chris Paul is the best player on the court, he takes over a game. Phoenix has won both of those games. He's had tremendous, two tremendous fourth quarters in those four games. They won both of those games. When B.I. takes over the game and he's the best player on the court, even over Chris Paul, the Pelicans win, have won both of those games. I know that sounds very elementary, but that's how it feels when one of those two guys is the best player on the court, their team wins. I can see that argument, uh, especially with Chris Paul. Right, because there's no doubt. If he doesn't have those two fourth quarters in the first in games one and three, this series might already be over. That's right. Um, with Bi, I'll tell you what, Raymond. I feel like he's been playing really well for a while now. At least these last three games, right, where he's averaged over 30 points, shot the ball at a good clip, made great plays all over the court, right? Whether it's for others grabbing rebounds, you name it. So I think Bi's been the steady presence. It's just can the Pelicans slow down Chris Paul at all? That seems to be, honestly, probably the most, I don't know, the biggest question in this series, right? If that happens, Pelicans win. If they can't stop them at all, well, you see what happens. They lose. What's been the difference, though? Because they know how to attack Chris. And they did a great job of that in game four where they kept rotating and didn't give him anything, frustrated him to no end. Herb Jones was spectacular. But so was Jose, right? He did his job and pestered the, the hell out of Paul. So what's been the difference, though? They, they know how to attack Chris Paul and how to slow him down and how to make him a non-factor offensively. Why haven't they been able to consistently do that through all four games? I think the biggest key in game four was that Chris Paul only had a day of rest. Ooh. Um, previously, he had more, and they also then before that had Devin Booker. So he could take more time coasting through a game, you could say. Okay. 
And I'll tell you what, in that last game, there's no doubt that both Herb and Jose were much more into him. Like, for instance, Herb's been picking him up pretty much full court all series, but it was token pressure. I didn't see Herb going out of his way to make Chris Paul, you know, go from one side to the other, kind of really work his way on getting up the ball up the court. That that fourth game, I did. And on top of that, it, it just felt like Chris Paul wasn't right. I, you know, I had noticed at halftime he was warming up and he was taking his warm-up shots and he kept on flexing his left hand. Then I saw him go over to the trainers. They looked at it. I was told that he had a tape on a couple of fingers. But I'll tell you what, in that game, he didn't look like he wanted to shoot the ball. There was multiple times where he got open in the mid-range or something, and he, like, hesitated before launching it. We didn't see that in the first couple of – first three games, right, the, especially the two that he won. So I'm wondering, is he hurting a little bit? Is he just tired? I don't know. But either way, the Pelicans did their job. You have to really get under his skin. And I'll tell you what. Jose definitely did that, right? So it's going to be curious to see, is Herb going to, or excuse me, is CP3 going to come out with a vengeance tonight, right? And wanting to atone for his eight-second call, getting Grand Theft Alvarado, or does he not have enough left in the tank? Or like I said, maybe he's, his injury, there's something physically wrong with him. What surprised me about this series, and I knew that the Pills were, were going to fight hard and Willie was going to coach them up. I've been surprised by the fact that they've been able to successfully get under the skin of the Suns. The Suns are the team that went to the finals last year, Ollie. They're led by Chris Paul, a veteran, a future Hall of Fame point guard, and yet you got two rookies in Jose and Herb that are getting under the skin of not only Chris Paul, but also getting under the skin of Crowder, who's a veteran as well. The, the, the young Bucks seem to be mentally tougher against the veteran team and that has really surprised me in this series it is and i'll tell you what i i started in the last game i realized i've got to stop referring to jose alvarado and herb jones as rookies because let's face it they've played more like veterans for much of this regular season than they look like rookies right making either silly mistakes being out of place not understanding things that's never really been said about either one of those players and it especially showed up i think in game four to where you're right they dished it out Look, there's no doubt that the uh, Pelicans crowd, the SK, SKC crowd, really got under the skin of Jay Crowder a little bit. But really, Jay, uh, Jay Crowder was more tormented, though, by the players. I mean, I loved when Jose picked up a charge right before halftime on, uh, on uh, Crowder just trying to make a simple cut. That's when the Phoenix was really making a run, right? Pelicans had yeah. control most of that first half. And, man, it looked like the Pelicans were going to give away another game, right, especially before halftime, really lose their momentum. He took that charge, and not only did it, you know, stop the the, the Pelicans, uh, you know, relapse or whatever, it also started mentally getting under the skin because I saw Crowder complain. And then he started complaining more and more throughout that game. And you're right. They weren't able to execute the way they had been. Um, and, of course, imposing their will. It, 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 that is probably the most astounding thing for this team to suddenly just learn, right? They're experiencing playoff basketball for the first time. And they saw what it takes, that there's so many mental games to be played. And, of course, Jackson Hayes really succumbed to that when he got thrown out in, in uh, game three. But for the Pelicans to turn around and give it to the Suns, to where they were the ones whining and crying. And, of course, Monty Williams really cried afterwards in his post-game interview. Granted, the, the Pelicans, they shoot a lot more free throws. But either way, the Pelicans, they are in Phoenix's head. 
that with that you can't deny that. So it's going to be crazy to see how the rest of the season or the series plays out, right? Is Chris Paul and the Suns really going to rise up to that challenge? And maybe the Pelicans will wilt because the pressure is going to keep on increasing. Or has that momentum changed? And from this point forward, really the Pelicans control the series because you're right, Raymond. When if it's not for those two quarters by Chris Paul, th- this series might already be over. The Pelicans have significantly played better than the Suns over the course of this entire series. We're talking with Ali Cassell, editor in chief of the Bird Rights. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Now it's whoever can win two out of the next three. And game five, tonight's game five seems huge because I I said it yesterday and I'll say it again. If the Pels win tonight, they win the series. I just, it it feels that way. It feels like you're going to get desperation out of Phoenix. They're going to play with an edge. That's what happened on Friday night and they were able to get the win there. But I think you're going to see them even more like a cornered dog tonight. If the Pels can take their best punch and pull out the win, Ollie, do you believe if they win tonight, do they win the series? You have to love their chances. I mean, you're absolutely right. You get to come home for game six. You have, I mean, in essence, two tries, of course, to advance. But that game six is where you'd want to, of course, take advantage of it. And you feel comfortable with the way the Pelicans have really figured out the Suns. We've already talked about them getting in their heads. They haven't particularly gotten great offensive performances from several players. Look, I'm still waiting for C.J. McCollum to have that, you know, exquisite 35-point game where he also has eight or nine assists, right? He's a walking bucket, basically. He hasn't been that really on in in this series so far. And, of course, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, they've been really leaning hard into DeAndre. He's been special, honestly. I mean, every time he touches the ball, right, seemingly he's getting a bucket, whether he's 18 feet out or six feet and has a couple hands in his face. The big key is going to be Booker. I don't think he's going to play in game five, um, but if they're facing elimination, Phoenix, from what I've been hearing kind of, I think Devin would make an appearance. So could they overcome that? That's going to be the biggest key probably moving forward. If Chris Paul is going to have some shaking outings and they can't really rely on him to be the point god, they're going to need Devin Booker. And if he comes back, that could maybe swing the momentum of the series back in their favor, but we'll see. Ali, let's step away from the Pell's Sun series and let's let's just take a glance around. Uh, Lakers Nets built very similar, where they put a premium on the top end talent. A lot of people said they sell, saw a Lakers Nets NBA Finals. Lakers didn't even make the playoffs, and they were a dumpster fire this year with LeBron and AD, and that looked like they're going to blow things up a little bit. And Brooklyn was actually favored against the Boston Celtics. And KD and Kyrie and that experiment, not really working either as they just got swept in the first round. Do you think what we're seeing is kind of a changing of philosophies on team building and how constructing these teams, especially with what we've seen the last couple of years? I don't think so, and especially for those big markets. Look, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving had nothing around them. I mean, essentially. I know Seth Curry made some outside shots. Bruce Brown was honestly maybe their third best player. But but honestly, the Nets, I mean, Kevin Durant was exquisite, I thought, in in a lot of moments, especially in this last game, and they still couldn't win, right, even on their home court. So I, I look at, like, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. They really didn't give you anything. They really didn't have a 
legitimate roster. When you look at the Pelicans, they're eight, nine deep. You can't say that about the Nets. And, of course, that was the biggest problem with the Lakers. Right. They didn't have any depth, right, any shooting. So those are just poorly constructed teams. And you got to blame their front offices. Yeah, so but that, keep- that's what I'm saying, Ali. But the, this notion of that, that level of arrogance of, well, we got two superstars. That's all we need. That's not how the NBA works. It, it definitely doesn't work right now. Yeah, well, the Lakers totally miscalculated because they did have that arrogance. I'm pretty sure that the Nets, from what I've been hearing, were trying to keep on adding right to their – poor because they knew they needed more let's face it they were without joe harris for most of the season who they rely on immensely for of course the outside shooting the defense so i think they got hit more by bad luck and let's not forget Kyrie's, you know not taking the vaccine how much time he missed screwed up their chemistry a little bit i think the nets will be fine but the lakers no i agree with you 100 there was arrogance there for sure some of the series are trending towards being completed who do you think gets the job done in the next few next few days in either the West or the East and moves on, punches their ticket? Well, definitely Golden State Warriors are going to get past Denver. You know, they won that game four, the Nuggets on their home court, but the Warriors are probably the best team in the West. I don't think there's any question of that. Utah's done. <laughs> I watched that second half, and they, they don't even care about giving their full wall. So I think Dallas is going to wrap that up, that series up next. So it's going to be the Phoenix Suns and the the Pelicans, of course, Memphis and Minnesota battling. I I don't know which way Memphis and Minnesota is going to go, but I've got to tend to lean to Grizzlies, right? They were the better team overall season. They were tougher. Um, As for the East, yeah, I mean, what's out there? Milwaukee. I think they're going to go ahead and handle Chicago. That that series going to end. Milwaukee's been playing pretty well, and you've got to think they're the second best team out east, right after Boston, Toronto. They, I know they're surprising some people. What they've won two games now, taken away from uh, Philly. Harden's not playing very well. Um, Embiid, he's hurt. He hasn't looked like that MVP guy. So I don't think they're in trouble against Toronto, but they're definitely probably not going to advance past the second round if they keep playing like this. And of course, no Miami. Yeah, I'm surprised that series isn't over yet. I'm sure they wrap it up in the next game too. So really, what is it? There's really just three series, probably just two, that are going to maybe go to seven games, you've got to think. And Ollie, the crazy thing, that those involve the two teams in the West that won their play-in games to get in, and they're facing the top two seeds in the West. That's crazy to me. Brother, appreciate your time. As always, enjoy tonight's game. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Absolutely, Raymond. That is why I hope the NBA always keeps a playing tournament. There it is. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up today's show, get you set up for Kevin Foot and Footnotes. That's next right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There's more to sports than the final score. There's all the arguing and finger pointing. That's where we really excel. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And now, here is a look at traffic. Couple of crashes earlier this morning, but everything's cleared up at the moment. Report accidents by calling the traffic hotline 337 706 0119. Raider Solutions and Louisiana Raging Cajuns present Downtown Rising featuring Cold War Kids. Saturday, June 4th at Park International. 
Plus, Andy Frasco and the UN, Julian Primo, Clay Carmier, The Debtors, and lots of DJs spinning music all day. Gates open at 1 p.m. Early bird tickets available at socialentertainment.net. Solutions and Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns present Downtown Rising featuring Cold War Kids, June 4th. Brought to you by Social Entertainment at 106.3 Radio Lafayette. Delta Home Center and Trailer Sales, your one-stop shop for utility and cargo trailers, heavy-duty dump and gooseneck trailers, portable buildings, cabins, decks, porches, fences, metal carports, site-built metal shops, and mobile homes. Located at Exit 7 in Caracrow or at deltatrailersales.com. Start your next adventure during Outdoor Adventure Days at Dick's Sporting Goods and Ambassador Town Center in Lafayette. Take a bike for a spin, sit in a kayak, or ask our experts what's best in outdoor gear. Plus, earn triple scorecard points on all outdoor equipment. Get to Dick's this Friday through Sunday. Uh, the LSU Tigers are going to look to make it five straight wins when they travel to New Orleans tonight for a midweek game against the UNO Privateers. First pitch is set for 6.30 and can be heard live on the game. Ooh, and the Houston Astros, meanwhile, they're going to look to bounce back from Monday's disappointing loss to the Texas Rangers. You can listen to tonight's game from Arlington on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM. First pitch is set for 7.05. So we'll have LSU baseball against UNO right here on the game. We'll have Astros v. Rangers over on the sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM. I want to take a moment to thank our guests for making this Tuesday edition of RP3 and Company tremendous. What about Thad Dickey? 20 years at the helm of the Beauchamp softball program, back in the state tournament yet again, looking to get that state championship trophy two wins away. The Gators are for making that happen. Jarrett Rozier, our preferred recruiting analyst, extraordinaire reporter that we turn to all the time, breaking down the latest Big weekend for LSU last weekend because of the spring game. Lots of recruits came, lots of buzz building about what Brian Kelly's trying to do there in Baton Rouge. And of course, Ali Cassell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, breaking down tonight's game five between the Pelicans and the Suns. Also talking a little other NBA playoff talk as well. And I'll said it before. I said it before the timeout. How funny is it that the play-in tournament which I'm not the biggest fan of, but man, it's paid off in a big way for drama for this these NBA playoffs. The two most competitive series involve the one and the eight seed in the West and the two and the seven seed. And the seven seed were the Minnesota Timberwolves who earned that spot because of the play-in tournament and the eight seed is with the New Orleans Pelicans who earned their spot by winning two play-in games. And those two teams are giving the two top contenders out of the West all the business. So your two most competitive and dramatic series in the first round are courtesy of teams that made it in via the play-in tournament. Woo! Final results of poll question of the day. We asked you, Saints, they need to address the depth at running back. They could do so in the later, mid to later rounds of this week's NFL draft. 
when should the Saints target a running back in the draft? 63% of you say rounds three to four. Rounds three to four. 22% say rounds five to seven. 11% say they shouldn't at all. And 4% of you say rounds one through two. Thanks to all who commented and voted on the poll question of the day. We appreciate you. Make sure to check out later today the latest Get to Know the Game story. That'll be posted on 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. That's right. First college or pro sporting event you attended. There's some good ones in there. For the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again tomorrow, 6 to 9. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Foot and Footnotes is up next here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.